the pounding begins. The wagons are circled. Every wind is raided. It's football time in America, and this republic has never been stronger. The Sportsocracy, Beer City's best sports talk, live from the Ingalls studio. And welcome into the Sportsocracy. It is Football Friday. Yeah, it's back once again, and we've got all your picks for the weekend coming up on the program. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400 ESPN. Asheville heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We can be seen in the Sportsocracy in the Ingalls studio, live on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel, join us in the chat. I, uh, I'm a bit of a bitterman today. Why? Because I gave you a parlay yesterday. Mm-hmm. I put a bill on it. If you don't believe me, I'll send it to you. Would have paid me, uh, would paid me a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it had the Jacksonville Jaguars over Travis Etienne, James Madison under the points there, rice in the money line as a seven point dog. Mm-hmm. And Chris Olave touchdown. Oh, shit. Damn the devil. No. And he dropped one with the end of the game. There was, it was that close. Oh, shoot. I was so angry. So close. I was so angry. I still don't know that you've hit one of those. I have. I've hit a have couple you, of them over the years. Have you? Okay. Usually it's the ones where I go lighter. It's a four-leg parlay that pays you $60. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I, 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 I want to go fast. Right. We want one of these big old biggins. I want to go fast. Well, I'm sorry your parlay didn't work out last night. You know what else didn't work out last night? What's that? Derek Carr. Well, no. If no. you're a New Orleans Saints fan, I know we have a lot of those that listen to this show. And frankly, I want to hear from you. Because I want to know how you feel about this seven games into the season as you're sitting three and four. I know a lot of you blame Pete Carmichael, and I understand why you do. Because I'm not going to lie to you, fourth down last night, I'm looking at the way they lined up going, I I wish I could quadruple down on this parlay that I know exactly what you're getting ready to do. Because you had Chris Olave isolated on top of the formation, Monteric Brown, the backup that I told you about yesterday, mm-hmm. lined up on him. And Derek Carr throws it to the inside. You throw it to the one place that you couldn't throw it to. Now, you're going tight on the boundary, which I don't really understand. Complimentary football, you got to get to the inside hash to throw that back shoulder fade. That's like elementary school football. But, okay, you you played the hand you were dealt. I just want to know how you feel watching this quarterback that was the great hope of your franchise that now in the course of two weeks, I have seen scream at your offensive coordinator twice. I've seen him scream at your star running back a handful of times. And then last night he went after Chris Olave too, who is your number one, no doubt franchise player. This ain't working. Yeah. And I think he's a lot of it. You think it's Derek's fault? I don't think he's acclimating to this. And I think this attitude that he has, it doesn't play. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I mean, I get being the fiery leader and things like that. When you're doing your job, you're not. This, this is the Bill Belichick thing, which we're going to talk about that later on today. 
This is the Bill Belichick thing all over again. When you're winning, you can be the fiery guy that gets up in somebody's face and, and points a finger and screams and yells. When you're playing the way Derek Carr is, you're just a jerk. Yep. Uh, Colin Green says, we're a clown town. A BS excuse of a team. Derek Carr blames everyone except Derek Carr about his problems. The line is hilarious. Pete Carmichael is a joke. Yeah, that sums I, it all up. I don't know that I could have said that any better if I tried. By the way, did anybody else notice that I'm reasonably sure Sean Payton was in that crowd last night wearing face paint? Really? They showed a, a, a feller that was there with his spouse, and he was all New Orleans saints up, and he had the makeup on, and I went, that's Sean Payton. That's Sean Payton. <laughs> Well, he thought he'd go pull for a team that could actually win a game. Oh, shoot. Uh, Michael Mulcair in the YouTube comments says, at times Derek Carr looks good. Other times he looks like a fan playing quarterback. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. Y you went after Derek Carr. And, and I started thinking back last night as I was watching this game because the Jets were after Derek Carr. Obviously, I'm a lifelong Jet fan. And I always thought the interaction was weird. Because they made the play at Aaron Rodgers. They didn't know exactly where that went. Then he comes to New Jersey, and every bit of it died on the vine. As soon as Robert Sala and Joe Douglas met with him, it was over. It was never spoken of again. And I couldn't stop thinking about, is this why? Is this why? It, because it's not the play. I mean, he's been a quarterback that deserves the money he's getting. I mean, right now he's 19th in the NFL in QBR. Six touchdowns, four interceptions, which is mediocre at best. Mm -hmm. But this is who he is. I mean, he's not grossly worse than he was in Las Vegas. So why do I have such a different impression of him right now? And I know the. I think I know the answer to that. Because because it looks bad, right? It looks no, but bad it's always he... looked bad in New Orleans. This to me looks worse than it did with Jameis Winston and with Taysom Hill and Andrew Dalton. This feels worse than that, and I think I know why. Okay. Because you told me this was the piece you were missing. You said this is what you needed to be the best team in the NFC South. This is a super winnable division, and you have brought in a petulant little child. That every time he gets hit, something's hurt. Did you notice last night that every time somebody touched him, he laid on the field like, ah, I, I couldn't stop seeing Peter Griffin like, <laughs> ah, <laughs> He's, just, uh, he's taking his lumps, right? He's off. It's it's another one of those. Uh, it's not my fault, right? It's somebody else's fault. It's Trevor Penning's fault for missing the block, or it's you know Alvin Kamara's fault for not picking up the blitz. Which saw a highlight of one of those plays earlier today. Yikes, Alvin! Uh, you got to work on that, buddy. But uh, and now George Cook has a great point in in the YouTube chat. He said, let's not put all the blame on Carr. His offensive coordinator is terrible. The offensive line gives him two seconds to throw the ball. I got that. I, I, I understand that. And and if it wasn't for the screaming at Pete Carmichael and the screaming at Alvin Kamara and the screaming at Chris Olave, I don't think I would be saying this right now. But you were brought in here to be the savior of the franchise. And do you know why you have two seconds to throw? Because no team I have watched you play has any fear of you whatsoever. Chris Olave is an elite deep threat in this league. No fear. None. Jacksonville had none last night. You want to know why? And I saw a headline that said Jacksonville, I think this was on OutKick, that said Jackson, or New Orleans comes back from the dead and then Jacksonville immediately buries them. Yeah. You want to know why they came back? Because they started laying back, and as soon as they did and Derek Carr had a minute, all of a sudden he could move the ball down the field. They mm -hmm. did it twice. Mm -hmm. All I got to do is send pressure at you. 
I feel like the tape on New Orleans is out, and all you have to do is send that extra blitzer. They can't pick it up. Derek Carr gets rattled, and now you're in a downward death spiral that leads to exactly what you saw last night. Yep. Because if you didn't watch that game, you would think, looking at the score, this was close. This was not close. No, it was what? I never for one second thought New Orleans was even in their class. Mm-hmm. Then it- Jacksonville lays back, and I go, uh-oh. I was sculpting this opening manifesto. I did it three separate times last night because the beginning was going to be, oh, Trevor Lawrence's blah, 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 blah. And we're going to get to that in the next segment. Then it went to, oh, God, Doug Peterson is going to allow the allow New Orleans to come back at home and beat them. And it's the same old Jaguars. Then I saw the, the last few drives. Alvin Kamara is told you're running a delayed option route. That's what. That's the call. It's not on Alvin Kamara. Is he supposed to get a shoulder into him? Yes. He's also supposed to get out into the flat to be the check down. That is a play problem. That's not an Alvin Kamara problem. And now I just feel like this is a bad marriage. I feel like either Pete Carmichael or Derek Carr has to go. Absolutely. And it's not going to be Derek Carr. No. But is Dennis, But does Dennis Allen have the huevos? No. To do this. No. Because you have to. If you don't, I'll go ahead and tell you. You and the Carolina Panthers are in the same boat. Of You're the two teams that are not winning this division, mm-hmm. and the battle for the NFC South starts this weekend with the Bucks and the Falcons. Yep. Because that team cannot win this division. Mm-hmm. Look, Derek Carr, I've said for a long time, is okay at his job. He's not great. He sometimes is good. But I very rarely think we've ever seen him be great he comes into a situation where the offense already sucks right and you got pete carmichael out here making things worse game by game and he's been doing it for 15 years well I, I, you know and I, I was going to put a uh, pete carmichael graphic up on the the youtube stream as soon as i typed in his name he's aged about 40 years since he got to new orleans mm-hmm. and i went i i don't know no, because now, now you look like a, a middle-aged man. Right. That, that, uh, I don't think anybody knows what you look like. But, I mean, of course he's upset, right? Derek's upset with how this is going as well. I he's, think they're all upset. Of course Chris they are. Olave spent, and uh, Eat and Sleep Football said this in the YouTube chat, he spent the entire night with his hands out like this, just going, I, I don't know what the play is right now. I bet I saw him do that 10 times, where he looks at Derek Carr like, I got nothing. And then he would just line up in formation, and sometimes he would run a route. Sometimes he would just kind of run five, six, seven steps and stop. Mm -hmm. It's dysfunctional. Dennis Allen should never have been brought back here. We said that in the offseason. That was the only thing that made me think New Orleans wasn't going to win this division. Because on talent alone, you have it. But now you've got a discombobulated offense. Alvin Kamara, yeah, he does things. He caught 12 passes last night. What do you think about what I just said? A running back caught 12 passes last night. Mm-hmm. Tell me your check down, Charlie, without telling me your check down, Charlie. Because that's what I saw. But you have to be, right? If, if the pressure is getting to you and you have no time to No, close, you, have you have to, to adjust. Be. You have to do something that will give somebody the fear of anything over the top. Mm-hmm. See, this is one of those but things. That's the thing. If you can't get that blocker in there, then I can't throw it down the field. No, I can bring in an ex, whether it's Kamara staying in, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. I absolutely detest when people say what you just said. And, and it's not your fault. What do you mean? Of, oh, you don't have time. Well, the reason you don't have time is because nobody's scared of you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and you want to know why? Because your best offense is number seven. Oh, bring in old BYU Taysom Hill. Let's see him run that power. That power counter. Let's go. That's like 1974 football. Right. You want to know why your offense has no rhythm whatsoever? Because I never know who's going to be calling the play. This has been stupid for years. It was stupid with Sean Payton. It's really stupid now. Because instead of getting Sean Payton, who I do think is a he's a plus offensive play caller, in spite of what we've seen in Denver, mm-hmm. Pete Carmichael is a jag. I'm going to steal that Steve Smith line. He's just a guy. He is a dude wearing a windbreaker and a hat. Nothing special. He's got the job. But he ain't winning you games. Mm-mm. And I see you in these these two-yard situations to where you bring in a new quarterback, you got a new voice in the huddle, you got a new cadence, then you bring in Derek Carr. Did you notice that the play after Taysom Hill came in every single time last night was either net neutral or a, or, or a loss? Mm-hmm. Every single time. That's not an accident. This is not reinventing the wheel. You have a deep threat. As long as you have a deep threat that's as good as Chris Olave, there is a solution somewhere. And it's you've got to pop them one way or the other. You keep sending those five, six-man blitzes at me. I get Chris Olave over the top, who, by the way, was playing on the opposite side of the field virtually the entire night. You, you have a fourth-string corner on the outside replacing Tyson Campbell, who's their number one corner. You isolated Chris Olave on him. I could count on one hand the number of times it happened. Right. And then I hear Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit, oh, he's done such a great job tonight. Yeah, because he's been on Rashid Shaheed the vast majority of the night. It's just, it's maddening. This team is way too good to look like this. And I put every bit of it at the feet of Pete Carmichael, Dennis Allen, and Derek Carr. Yes. And I get why Alave's mad. I get why Mm -hmm. Alvin Kamara's mad. Mm -hmm. They're all chirping at each other because nobody wants to say the one thing that needs to be said. Or at least the person in charge doesn't want to say the one thing that needs to be said, right? This all falls on Dennis Allen. To go, the offense ain't working, Pete. I know we've got a long history together, brother, but but we got to make a change here. Ronald, it's your time to come up. Ronald Curry, time to come up and start mm-hmm. making some play calls. Let's see what you can do because we've got a chance here. Oh, you still but, got a chance, even at three and four in the division. Of course. You still have a chance to win this division. But will he is the question. I don't know. Will he do it? Will he finally make no that idea. call? I have no faith in Dennis Allen to make the right call here. And I understand if I was a Saints fan and I went into the season expecting one thing, and this is what I got, I understand why so many of you have messaged me over the course of the last 12 hours. I get it. I'd be mad too. Mm -hmm. And you should be. George Cook in the YouTube comments says, let's play the fun game of who gets fired first. Is it Carmichael in New Orleans or is it Joe Barry in Green Bay? (laughs) <laughs> can, I say, one, right? can I say neither they both get fired the day after the season when neither one of them make the playoffs which is unfortunate because both of you are good enough to be in the playoffs mm-hmm. and you have a coach that won't pull the trigger on the thing that 99.9% of us see fair enough you're in the sportsocracy this is ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM 880 AM and 1400 Jacksonville Jaguars come out with the win so they're 5-2 and two now 31 to 24 win. The offense got into the end zone. What about the play of Trevor Lawrence? The Golden Boy show us something last night. We'll talk about it next. The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. 
Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP, The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors with zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, eh, Kai? It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. This is... Football Friday! And uh, we're mopping up from last night's Thursday night football game. And um, Man, now that I quit smoking, it's hard to get up for that raspy football Friday. <laughs> I think Tanks figured that out. Like, hey, do it 11 times a day. The football Friday? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I got to warm you up for the bangers. Oh, you don't have to warm me up this week. Because I got more dogs than uh, than the crazy lady at the end of your neighborhood. Nice. Nice. <laughs> All right, last night, 31-24, the Jacksonville Jaguars over the uh, New Orleans Saints. And, uh, hey, you got a beast for the night? From last night? Yeah. I do. Let's do it. Beast of the night. Brought to you by Monster Brewing. The Beast Unleashed. I feel like it would be easy to say Trevor or uh, Travis Etienne here. Yeah. I'm not gonna. No. The beast is Trevor Lawrence. Really? I I feel like I have to say what I'm getting ready to say. Okay. First of all, people took some things I said on social media way out of out of text that I was saying Trevor Lawrence was bad or no, I think I'm just not understanding exactly what it is that Doug Peterson is doing. And now, Trevor Lawrence is, is is finding that will to win, even when he's not necessarily put in the right position to do that. In the YouTube comments, it's being said, uh, why is Jamal Agnew playing so many snaps? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know when you have Christian Kirk, who was really good last night, Calvin Ridley, who was really not good last night, but Trevor Lawrence on one leg was your leading rusher. You know Why? Because New Orleans looked at him and said, we're going to leave no linebackers over the middle because we're not scared of you rushing. And they didn't adjust to that the entire night. Mm -hmm. The entire night they didn't adjust to that. Mm -hmm. And Trevor Lawrence, that's the kind of performance I want to see. It's not gaudy in the stat line. He's never going to be. I have wrapped my brain around this over the last three weeks. He's never going to be, hey, I'm putting up gaudy stat lines. He's not going to be Pat Mahomes. But he's taking a team that, I still don't think has has really gelled to the point that I expected them to. Mm-hmm. That game shouldn't have been a game at any point last night. You let New Orleans back into this. And what Trevor do? He, he held a door. He held a play in the bag of because I want you to. Th- I'm going to walk you, not walk you through this. I'm going to walk the the average football fan that probably did not think about what I'm getting ready to say. 
the the backbreaker play last night was what? Christian Kirk runs a little uh, a little in and out, little double move right there on Tyron Matthew. He knows he's faster than Tyron Matthew. That had been there all night long. Trevor Lawrence has done what all night long? Oh, you have no linebacker there? Cool. When things break down, I'm going to run right through it. I'm going to convert first downs. I think he ran on his eight carries last night. I think he ran for five or six first downs. So you've done that all night long. I know you're doing it. You're going to over-adjust at some point, and they did. They did. He runs the play. It might have been a brilliant play called by Doug Peterson. I have no idea. But Trevor was the one that looked it off, Mm -hmm. got Tyron Matthew to bite on the fake to the outside. Then Christian Kirk gets to the inside, and it's foot race. That is the play I want to see a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence make. It was flawless. From a talent evaluator standpoint, that is the play that you're looking for from a quarterback. In crunch time, you got to manipulate the safety with your eyes because he's playing on the inside. I know I'm running double move. I need to get this to a foot race. And that's exactly what he did. Christian Kirk ran a beautiful route. I'm not trying to diminish what he did. But I see the play. I see the guts. That's a guy I can get behind. If I'm Calvin Ridley and last night I have one catch for five yards, in spite of the fact he almost had the best catch of the year, and I'm still not 100% sure he didn't catch it. That's the guy I can look at and go, all right, tonight wasn't my night, next week will be. Because that guy's going to find a way. I, I didn't I didn't do it this week. Christian picked us up. Next week's going to be my week. Mm-hmm. Jamal Agnew had a night. Next week's going to be my week. And I look at the difference between what I saw out of Derek Carr and what I saw out of Trevor Lawrence. That is the definition of elite quarterback versus just a guy. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a, a theme of this show because we're going to talk about this a lot. Derek Carr is just a guy. Trevor Lawrence is the guy I can get behind. In a night that I did some things that I shouldn't have done, that allowed a team that shouldn't be in this game to get back in it, he led us to victory because he wasn't going to lose. Right. I'm out here playing on four days with a, with a bulky knee, and yes, they talked about the brace too much, but you had to. Because course, it was it, it was the story of the night. Yeah, it's the first time he's ever played with a brace. You don't know how a guy's going to react to And that. it was the story of the night. Mm-hmm. It was everything you want to see out of that quarterback. It's your best beast of the night so far. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Well, I mean, Trevor is... <laughs> and it's good that it worked out to be a guy that you've kind of hammered. Or at least got criticized for being ha- for hammering. Yeah, because people don't listen to what I say. Exactly. They listen to what they wanted me to of say. Of course. He has not, in large part, lived up to the billing. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that is his fault? No. No. He got absolute blip year the first year because you had the worst coach in the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now you've had two years with Doug Peterson. There's been a lot of shifting parts because you've moved things on that offensive line. You've moved things in the receiver core. This year you had Calvin Ridley, which is another weapon that he's got to figure out how to get the ball to. The running game, yes, I know Travis Etienne is doing great things for your fantasy team. I want you to really go back. Are they actually running it well, or are they just running it in the end zone? Because there's a big difference about that. Yeah, or are they just running it at the most opportune time? They're just running it a great deal, Mm -hmm. and it's falling in the end zone. And Travis Etienne, that kid runs hard, that kid runs fast, and there is a reason that Trevor said, hey, uh, we should have him. Absolutely. It's still clunky. Mm-hmm. There were still times last night that you go, what are you doing? But Trevor has that will, and he's not going to be defeated. Yeah. And so that leads me to a question that I've been rattling around in my head since last night. We talk about where quarterbacks fit in terms of 
pecking order and ranking and things like that. Okay. I think all of us can universally agree that the one, two in the NFL are, are Pat Mahomes and Joe Burrow. Yes. How many other quarterbacks would you take over Trevor Lawrence right now? The way he's played for the last month. I don't know. I hadn't really, hadn't really thought about it. Hmm. Wouldn't, wouldn't be many. I don't have one. You don't have any? I don't have one. That's a good point. Who's it supposed to be? Jared Garf. <laughs> Jared Goff's higher than you want him to be. I, I get it, but, I mean, he's next in that line. I mean, because you look at, like, Jalen Hurts. No I way. I don't know that I'd want that. No, no. way. Um, Jalen Hurts and Tua Tungvaluh, who we're going to talk about later in the show, mm-hmm. they're both in offenses that are earmarked for them. I'm not sure Tua, Jacksonville Tua has would even. probably be up there. You would take Tua net neutral i put you both on the same team you're telling me you'd take to a tongue of over trevor lawrence because i'm about to ask you if you're smoking crack uh satisfied browns fan says pj walker over trevor lawrence thank you so, uh yeah i'm gonna say no, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> for me right now if i had to win a game i look at that version of trevor lawrence and go that's the guy i want he's not gonna put up gaudy stats but at the end of the day is the number in my column gonna be the no- higher than the number in your column neutral team I don't. I don't have Tyreek Hill with. Yeah. Uh, so you don't get Tyreek Hill do and Jalen Waddle while I have Jamal Agnew. Well, I mean, and yes, I know. I just said the fourth receiver. I, I get it. It'd make a big difference for me. Oh no, kidding. <laughs> no, no kidding. No, all things even. You, you're right. I mean, I would take Lawrence. He's in the top five regardless of even the most down on him has to look at him and go, "You're a top mm-hmm. five quarterback in this league right now." Yep. Because I'm taking you over Josh Allen, no doubt. And I really hope Asheville Police Chief David Zach is not in route here because I don't want him to yell at me when he gets here. Let's have some. Uh, uh, let's have a tip of the cap to the uh, to the defensive touchdown last night. Foye Aluakon getting the uh, tipped pick six. Dog. Let's go. Now I like this Jacksonville Jaguars team. I, I do too. I do too, and I I'm back to the. I'm not sure that Jacksonville's not going to be the one seed in the AFC. I look at everybody else's schedules and I look at theirs and go, yeah, you've got some tough matchups, but look mm-hmm. what's around it. Mm-hmm. You just, you got to stay healthy and you got to stay smart, right? Yeah, you got, so just, I'll give you an example. All right, two weeks, uh, well, not two weeks. The, they play the Steelers this week in Pittsburgh. You're on a 10-day layoff. You're on a 10-day layoff before you play Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I'll give you one guess where I'm going to lean in that one. Next game is the San Francisco 49ers. There's a bye week there. Oh, you play the Bengals. Well, you get the Texans right before that. And you do go Bengals, Browns, Ravens. That's tough. On the backside of that, Bucks, Panthers, Titans. Yeah, that should be Um, three really easy wins. mm -hmm. The Jacksonville Jaguars, and I said this, and then I I came off of it when I saw them lose to the Houston Texans because it just gave me the angina, and I wasn't strong enough in my conviction to stick with what I had said. Mm Mm-hmm. Because this is a team that is going to win a game that they're not supposed to, and I'll bet you it's against San Francisco in three weeks. Okay. They're going to be the one seed in the AFC, and you're going to have to go into Duval and beat them. I'm not ready to plant my flag if they're going to the Super Bowl. I'm just saying I think they are going to end up with the best record in the AFC. I was going to say, problem is, I think I would take everybody in that game against them. I mean, like if you say everybody, like Kansas City, I would take them. Kansas City has to come to Duval. I would take them. Yeah, because I don't it doesn't know that I would. It really doesn't matter to me. Well, because you're stuck on the fact that they've never had fans there. No doubt. Yeah, you get an AFC championship game there. I guess what? They're going to come out of the woodwork. 
and they've been drinking bush lights and combing their mullets for about 15 <laughs> years that place see. will be loud and proud we shall see we i mean we know the building can get loud we've just never heard it happen for a jacksonville jaguars game you've uh, never heard it for a detroit lions game either you want to go into ford field not necessarily there you go you can't really have one without the other mm-hmm. and it'll probably come down to that point where i'll doubt them as well holy good lord i i, I mean i'm a fan of a team that has playoff aspirations can you imagine a Jacksonville Jaguars Detroit Lions Super Bowl? A, every advertiser would go, What is happening? <laughs> what is happening right now? It actually might be good. I mean, it actually might be one of the be, most watched games ever. The game could be incredible. Yeah. I believe in Jacksonville. When it's not the same old teams, you, I, I feel oh, like weird. interest raises. You know, that same old team. There was a team that was... They were around for a lot of years. Dynasty, probably mm-hmm. the greatest dynasty in the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now they've fallen on hard times. Well, now insiders around the around the facility, they're, they're telling you that old that old uh, old Jeremy might have just been right. I'll tell you what I'm talking about. After this break, you're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455. 3700 premium care with a southern hospitality touch running a small business is no small task at home trust bank we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring your dreams are our business and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate at home trust bank we take your small business banking personally Visit your local home trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. The season we've all been waiting for is here. No, not that one. The season of the Big Orange Tent is underway in Western North Carolina. The area's largest selection of Halloween costumes, decorations, and accessories is at the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. Halloween Express is your one-stop shop for adult and child costumes, superheroes, horror icons, inflatable suits. You can find it all under the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. 10 to 8 Monday through Saturday, 12 to 6 on Sundays. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. It is the sportsocracy. ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Jeremy, you acted like this was common knowledge, but I don't feel like it is. Because I don't remember ever reading this before. So Tommy Townsend is hurt this week for the Kansas City Chiefs. Tommy Townsend's the punter. There's a chance that he's not going to be on the field to play. So what are they going to do about punting? It's Patrick Mahomes. I didn't even know he was the backup punter for them. Apparently, Patrick Mahomes was a punter in high school. Had a 37.8-yard average on 29 kicks. And he is the only backup to Tommy Townsend. So we could be seeing him uh, do it all this weekend. I'm going to bet you don't. 
I'm going to bet you if Tommy Townsend couldn't go, there's going to be a whole mess of going for it on fourth down. You think so? You don't think they'll put him out there just to kick one? And do what? I mean, I would. Let's just, I, no way. Because <laughs> what happens if you kick one flat, which you probably would, then all of a sudden the run back happens and you've got some low-level little special teamer that goes, I'm going to make you remember my name. Uh-huh. You better not come one step towards that ball. Because <laughs> if you do, I'm going to kill you. And knowing him, he probably would. Oh, no doubt. The way he he's has, too much of a competitor to not. I was going to say, the way he has defended interceptions that he's thrown in the past, uh, he would 100% be the one to try to make a tackle on a punt return. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't test it. I think I still think it'd be a cool thing to see, though. Here's something. If you had it on your sportsocracy bingo card, you're a winner. Jeremy tells an outside story about John Mayer. <laughs> he just played two back-to-back uh, sellout shows at Madison Square Garden. Uh-huh. And MSG, you know, the James Dolan group there, they had to come up with a gift that would be Re- they would really show their appreciation for John Mayer selling out MSG. So James Dolan opened up for him. <laughs> That's, I didn't expect you to have a joke like that. If you know, you know. James Dolan might be the worst folk singer on the planet. Anyway, yeah. my other thought was, how the hell did John Mayer sell out anything? I, figured, I feel like John Mayer right now would struggle to sell out a Denny's. Has he put out You'd be anything in the last ten years? Oh yeah, I don't, I don't listen to crappy music, so I have absolutely no idea. Stop it, you're John Mayer slander. Oh, because he's awful. No, stop that. He, he sounds, sounds like awful. a dude that smoked too many haters. Now he's quit and his voice is coming back, so he's going through second puberty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good on John I'm Mayer. Good on John Mayer. But that's a man known for singing heartbreak songs, and now he has the ultimate heartbreak guitar because they made him a guitar out of the pieces of the old msg floor oh, that's cool that they had laying around well you say that's cool yeah well i mean there's no way it's not gonna let you down john just steps out with his new york knicks guitar and it just every string breaks like oh <laughs> just one i strum. thought ah. this guitar was gonna be so good and it's not oh no it would work for a while it would work through the you know first two-thirds of the set oh yeah then it, it you know when it really falls apart april that's when it really just as soon as the moisture gets in the air it just breaks apart into 800 pieces weird just like every taylor swift relationship including one with john mayer <laughs> including one with john mayer exactly john mayer and taylor swift man do you think they ever just looked at each other and went you're awful i'm awful too because they should have in my head that's how it went you sing terrible music that no one should ever listen to? Me too. We should date. <laughs> really? Just that out on John Mayer. That, that does surprise me a little bit. So- according to uh, Patrick Holt, soccer moms love him. I'm not one of those. So, And I don't know if yeah. you've ever met my wife. I'm not married to one of those either. <laughs> He's a great guitar player. I, I mean, that I, 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 I cannot stand his pop music. I mean, it it got old real the quick. The greatest thing he ever did was that bit in Chappelle show. Yes. That's the funniest yes. thing. That was top five funniest thing Chappelle ever did. Yes. Uh, I wish to God that he would just go on tour as the John Mayer trio. That was the best thing he ever did. 
I didn't know he just had a he just had a three man band and he played a lot of blues tunes. You know how I feel about blues music, and it was just him and Steve Jordan and Pino Palladino, and it was a hell of a show. Wait, so you love blues music? I do. You, you listen to a lot of that right now with your with your new diet. Mm-hmm. You had to get rid of haters. You know it. I'm not allowed to eat anything. <laughs> this tastes like cardboard. <laughs> but I'm eating it anyway so I don't die. <laughs> I don't want to have an infarction again. Because uh, Jeremy Wolf will just walk out the door because it scared him last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, uh, the, 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 the crap rock album that he put out a year and a half ago, I've never listened to it. Because it's just I just I can't. Weird. I, I can't with John Mayer. John Mayer looks like a guy that cries more than his girlfriend does. I, I, I'm out. I, I you, can see it. I can you see got it. nothing that I'm buying. Okay, like this, <laughs> this is not who I am as a person. Better or worse, that's just right. not who I am. Right. I remember going to a John Mayer concert with my wife. She's a big John Mayer fan. I take her to the concert. And a lot of khakis in that arena, wasn't there? I thought it was, you know, it was a nice little show, but it was all the poppy shit, and he never did, like, whip out the guitar. And I was like, oh. Well, why did I come to this show? I don't know. All right, you're in the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400, and Bill's Last Ride. Apparently... Oh, it's here. It's getting out. It's, it's here. Getting out. Everybody else is coming to our side of going, yeah, you know what? Maybe this should be the last ride for Bill. Maybe Bill should be gone at the end of the season. Apparently, those are discussions that are being had behind closed doors, Jeremy. Uh, according to Nesson, which is the New England Sports Network, uh, Robert Kraft has reportedly discussed moving on from Bill Belichick. I told you. I told you. A guy like that's not going to sit back and go, wow, we're on pace to be one of the most putrid offenses in the history of the NFL, and I'm just going to sit back and be okay with it. No shot. Albert Breer has put this out as well. He said it on Colin Cowherd a couple days ago. These discussions have taken place. That's the exact quote. Of course they have. But the thing I can't understand is now we're talking about what's Bill's next landing destination. I don't know his couch. I saw a report that, and I can't remember now who put it out, that said two landing spots for him could be Washington (laughs) and Chicago. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That was Mike Giardi. He's an insider for the New England Patriots. Why? Why do we keep doing this? Why do we keep doing this? Doing what? Why can we not just him, let legends? Why do we not just let legends go? All right. Why does it have to be? There's got to be a next step. There's no next step here. The next step would potentially be the Giants, but the more I've thought about it, the less that makes sense. Because you do have Brian Dayball, and letting him go for a 72-year-old head coach doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. I mean, but do you really think he's going to look at the Washington Commanders roster and go, oh, yeah, I can't wait to do that? And if you're Washington, I I can't emphasize this enough. Would you want him to? You've got Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel and Sam Howell, who I really like. And now you're telling me you're going to go get the guy that can't draft offensive linemen. Sam Howell sent back going, I swear to God, I will retire. (laughs) Because the only way that this offensive line is getting worse is if Bill's drafting it. 
Bill's going to go home and hang out with his dog. As he should. A hundred percent. You've earned it. You've earned it. But I do, I do find it funny that now these conversations are, are out there and they're in the public knowledge. Well, because it's time. See, that's the, that's the problem that I had with, yes, Jeremy, you were not wrong. If they'd have got rid of him three years ago, they wouldn't be in as bad shape as they are now. Wait, 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 back. wait, wait. You were right. There it was. Yeah. I know that's, that's what you wanted what to hear. Lives on. That's what you wanted to hear. That's that lifeblood that I live on. But the problem is you couldn't do it. Now it's obvious to everybody. And now you won't get crucified for having these conversations. No, I mean this is this is the amicable. Okay, yeah, it's it's yeah, time. It's time. It's time because you can't this let is it get worse. Well, because this is a re, this is a a rebuild that someone that old doesn't want to undertake. And, and Bill or uh, ask Alice, excuse me, said Bill wants Sheila's record. I get that. Mm-hmm. I do. I one hundred percent get that. But are you going to do it at the expense of your legacy? Because that's where we're at. I think so. I, I I honestly believe that, yes, he wants the record. But how long will it take him to get there? Is he five games away? 17. He's 17 games 17 away. 17 to tie, 18 to win. in the world. Because at the rate he's going, it's going to take him another five years to get that. And if I, I'm not doing that. Teddy Bruschi said it the other day in his comments of maybe it's time for Bill to walk away. It's time for the conversation to ha- to happen. Teddy Bruschi said the record doesn't matter that much. Right? There's a guy who loves Bill, who played for Bill, who would die for Bill. And he's he's just trying to tell him, look, coach, it's time. The record doesn't matter that much. You don't need to beat Don Shula. You have six Super Bowl titles. Right, mm-hmm. you have how? What is that? Yeah, you beat him that, in that's everything else. That's that's four more than Don yes. has because he got one with the Colts and one with the Dolphins. Yes. So you got four more Super Bowl titles than him. Okay, so you're 17 games off. It's not worth it. No, because you will damage. You've already well, damaged you're damaging your legacy every to a week. point. Because now all the people like me that went, Bill Belichick was a mediocre coach without Tom Brady. All you're doing is giving them year after year after year after year of empirical evidence that I was right. You're on track. Now, and that's not, everybody always takes that like I'm taking a dig at Bill Belichick. I can do the same thing with Don Shula. Mm -hmm. Weird. You had Bob Greasy and Dan Marino and Johnny Unitas. Hmm. You know, it's weird. Every great coach had great quarterbacks. I I, I wonder why that could possibly be. <laughs> right. It's not a shot. It's just no. true. Yeah, it's just, it's it's true. I get it. Uh, we had a, a, a comment in the YouTube comments mm-hmm. that uh, I wanted to touch on. This is something I wanted to get in today, but we, you know, we got a jam-packed show. We've got a couple minutes here. Dan, Jeremy, you were right about uh, Justin Fields. Who do you think the Bears should draft this year? Drake May looks great. I am really glad you asked me that. Because I have been waiting for the opportunity to say exactly what I'm getting ready to say. This goes back into that. I'm going to tell you now for the second time what it was that I said because you seem to be just hearing whatever you want to hear. I still have Caleb Williams as the number one quarterback in this class. I do. I have some reservations now that have come out as I did more digging, and I have Drake May really close. Mm Mm-hmm. If I'm Chicago, and there's almost no way that Chicago's not going to have one of the first two picks. They may have them both. 
I would be scared of Caleb Williams. I would be scared of Caleb Williams solely because you've done so many things attitude wise and you've done so many things that, that make me think in a, in an organization like that, this may not be for you. The, the, the writing on your nails, the, the response to the kid that came up and took the selfie that, that lions don't respond to sheep. A, that's a really played out quote. I, I said the same thing with Evan Neal. I get why you said it, and I was more mad that you backed down on it, but can we calm down with that, please? Asking for ownership of the team. These are all things that I don't know that I want to bring into into Chicago. No. How do you think that's going to play with that fan base? Not well. The old school Chicago Bears fan base that's all about the team. and the Well, men, I mean, and here's know. the other thing that would bother me. As prospects, those two are reasonably close. Mm-hmm. In terms of the way they play, Caleb Williams is a better prospect. I just I, I struggle to believe that you're going to convince a, a fan base to really get on board with that if it starts slowly. You'll sell more jerseys than you've ever sold before. And that's who I almost feel like you have to take. But it is markedly closer now than it was. Mm-hmm. Drake May against elite defenses, Caleb Williams against elite defenses. Uh, look at those stats and then tell me. <laughs> look at that tape and then tell me. Right. I know a lot of people love the kid, and I get it. He's the number one prospect in this class. All I have said is that he is not Trevor Lawrence, and you're putting him up on this pedestal like he is, and it's de- it's dooming him for failure. When was the last time one of these guys paid off? When was the last time the top prospect paid off the way it was supposed to, right? If it wasn't Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence hasn't lived up to, to his billing, uh, Andrew Luck had never lived up to his billing, right, because of the injuries. I mean, he was great for a couple of years, mm-hmm. but but he didn't have the longevity. It scares me. Every one of them scares me. You're well, the greatest quarterback in college football. I don't want it. I don't want a piece of it. I well, that's <laughs> well, to like, me hey. that's that's a, an insane take. That, that, that there's so much more that goes into it. it it's the prospect himself is probably 50 percent mm-hmm. of of what goes into boom bust let down exceed expectations mm-hmm. i have always said the best example of this i've ever had the new york jets were in love with patrick patrick mahomes i don't think that i know that definitively i've had that come out of the mouth of somebody in that room to my face mm-hmm. that's not an opinion i know it now think about the new york jets and the adam gase and all of those things do you think Patrick Mahomes would be the same guy he is right now in that that no. he was with Andy Reid? No. No. The problem this year that I have for Drake May and Caleb Williams is that you're going to that jet level dysfunction pretty much no matter who takes you. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the problem that I have. I'm not trying. It sounds like I'm blaming the kid and I'm not blaming the kid. I know you have talent and I know you, you, you know, you, you got game. If you were to hook up with one of the great coaches, then maybe you got a a good chance of paying this off. But it's one of the things that kills the top college football player is that he's going to go to the worst damn team, which means they don't have the ability to turn him into what he's supposed to be. Well, you just have to sink the money into it. You got to go get Doug Peterson. You got to go get Calvin Ridley. You got to go put all the pieces around the kid. Agreed. And you got to know it's going to take two or three years. Jacksonville, the benefit there, their fan base was so downtrodden, they didn't care. Urban Meyer didn't really catch them off guard. And then you get a couple years, and now you're pretty much where you wanted to be. Uh, armchair commentary with our first one of these of the day. I'm your huckleberry. Caleb Williams is Johnny Manziel, but instead of liquor and partying, it's all ego.
which Johnny had that too. He's uh-huh. way more talented. Mm-hmm. It's just he has he has thrown up red flags that if I'm an NFL team, I'm going to dig into. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. It is a Friday, and we got bangers coming up next. Bangers. At Ingles, we're proud to sponsor area athletics at all levels. Whether we're building new fields for t-ball, celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, we're here for the fans. No one gets the dedication to the home team like you guys. And we've got all the sports you can handle. It's all in the bag. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. 73, 67, and 4 on the year is my mark. And, you know, if you've been around that we always start with favorites, this week I don't have that many. Start with Oklahoma, 17.5-point favorite against UCF. They may cover that in the first quarter. Dylan Gabriel is good. I don't think he's Heisman good, but US, UCF is horror-awful. Gus Malzahn effect, fully in effect. Central Florida is a bad football team. I picked on them three weeks in a row. I continue this week. Boomer Sooner, minus 17 and a half. Next, Wisconsin, two and a half point favorite at Illinois. I don't believe in Brett Bielema because that team can't score. And right now, the fact that they that Wisconsin played a game that set football back 10 years against Iowa last week, that's moving this number. Wisconsin should have been a touchdown favorite here. They're not. I, your mistake is my gain. Give me the Badgers, minus two and a half. Clemson's a three-point favorite at Miami. Okay, we've gone too far on this Clemson hype. This number is absolutely moronic because Miami has been beaten two weeks in a row. And if we've learned anything about the U fans, they're really fickle, which means this stadium is not going to be nearly as loud as you want it to be. Clemson's going to go in there and absolutely house them. Give me Clemson by a million. My guy, Mike Houston, and the fighting Mike Houston's of East Carolina. They're one and five. They're one and five, but I'm planting my flag now. They're going to finish the year five and one and make it to a bowl game. And it starts this week against a school where he almost took the job a few years ago. Charlotte, they're only a six and a half point favorite. That's about a touchdown light. Biff Pogey and his sleeveless shirts are about to get rickrolled by Mike Houston. And finally, your 2023 college football champion, Florida State Seminoles. They're a 14 and a half point favorite at home this week against Duke. This game will be close for a while, but this is one of the first games that Duke's played on the road. Only other game on the road this year against UConn. This is a significant step up in competition, and it ain't enough. I don't care if Riley Leonard plays or not. Florida State rolls. Give me the Knowles minus 14 and a half. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingalls Studio. 
It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. You are in the sportsocracy on a football Friday. I don't want to stress you out too much. You complained earlier. I was well, the, well the, the first set of bangers I stayed, you know, pretty, uh, uh, pretty even keeled. Yeah. By the last one, it's going to be full Jim Cramer mad money in here. <laughs> and by the way, I've got a parlay that, whoo, buddy, that's it's it's a it's a stinker. You're not going to love when you hit that button. But you'll love the save. You'll you'll love the winnings. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. All right, all right. Uh, it is. A football Friday here in the sportsocracy. We'll play Beat the Chief with Asheville Police Chief David Zach. Brought to you by Clarissa Hyatt Zach of EXP Realty. Um, coming up in the 2 o'clock hour. So we got to do our daily draft here. As we always do on a Friday, it's all about where are we going to go around the football world. And uh, there's, there, there's one above all, or at least should be above all this weekend, even though there are quite a few games that qualify for a great matchup in week seven slash week eight but it's it's penn state at ohio state that's Num- a good one number three ohio state number seven penn state one of these teams uh is gonna prove that they still belong in the in the discussion i was about to say and one of them is going to fall by the wayside no doubt it's an elimination game I, it gets no I better tend than to that. agree with that. It gets no better than that for me. I tend to agree with that. Uh, I, and you know I don't believe in Ohio State. I don't believe in Kyle McCord. You have been beating up on roast beef tech. I mean, can you name me the best win right now outside of Notre Dame between Penn State and Ohio State combined? Mm, Wisconsin? Maryland? Okay. Somebody in that vein? Yeah. Other than that, it's a lot of Youngstown State, Western Kentucky, Purdue, Northwestern, uh, let's see, Delaware. Actually, you know what? I think Penn State has the best win. It's against West Virginia the first week of the season. <laughs> okay. So, I, I'm not overly impressed with what I have seen from Ohio State. I am really impressed with what I've seen from from Drew Aller. He is a dog. Mm-hmm. And if Ohio State has those same problems this week about getting home that they've had against high-level competition. I, by the way, does any coach in America take more five-star top 25 edge rushers and turn them into second-round picks than Ryan Day? Jack Sawyer, he's the number one recruit in the country. Right. Uh, I, I, I finished the mock draft that will be going out in the coming days. One by one, in shorts. That's how we do it. Uh I can't get Jack Sawyer in the first two rounds, and he is super talented, mm-hmm. but he's just done nothing. So th- this is, uh, like you said, it's an elimination game. I'm. Uh, this is the game of the weekend. Yeah, certainly the game of the weekend in college football, and doesn't have anything that's really all that close. I'm all over Penn State in this one. I know you probably got a pick. I up later. do, and you know I can't say it <laughs> until I give you the pick. Oh, I'll be disappointed if this ain't in the road dog segment. But I'm just not. It's the game of the weekend, so you know it's not going to be in road dogs. Oh, could qualify though. So could in theory qualify for road dog, indeed. But it will not be in that segment. Uh, Yeah, Penn State against Ohio State. To me, that's where it has to start. Now, where are you going to go? All right. Well, you obviously took the number one pick off the board. Yep. I. I have to figure out where you're 
I'm going to go to the NFL. Okay. I'm going Miami Dolphins, Philadelphia Eagles. Excellent choice. The, the battle of former Alabama teammates. I feel like this is a game that will – it's by no means an elimination game like we were mm-hmm. talking about in college football. Yeah. But I feel like this is going to tell you a lot about both of these teams because neither one of them has high-level wins. Neither one of them – and Miami's is coming from the one time that you played a really competent team and you got your brains beat out. That pass rush for Buffalo really messed with Tua. You don't think it's going to happen against Philadelphia? A lot's been made of the secondary and that, that it hasn't looked as good. Well, if he doesn't have time to throw, then that doesn't really mean much now, does it? So, styles make fights, and you've got a running team in Philadelphia with with two high-level receivers, one that's really playing like a high-level receiver in A.J. Brown. Do you know he's fourth in the NFL in scrimmage yards? No. I did not know that. And that's just really a testament to dog. People asking what my credentials are. Uh, I've been screaming AJ Brown since, I don't know, 15 seconds at, at Ole Miss. That guy, you should go get that guy because he's real good at football. I want to see what this Miami defense is all about. I know what the offense is, right? I get that the Philadelphia offense hasn't been great this year. But if you can limit the damage that they can do to you on the ground, we right. have to be able to contain Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that's that's really the that's the secret sauce. Uh, the New York Jets did that last week, and, and they made him a thrower. And what did it lead to? Three interceptions. Mm-hmm. And that Philadelphia secondary has a lot to prove. In fairness, and that Miami secondary has a lot to prove as well. That's what I'm saying. But I, but I want to see. I think this is going to be to me a bigger statement on both of the defenses then it will be on the offenses. I mean, unless – well, actually, because if Miami just boat races Philadelphia, then I'll just have an even greater understanding of how great this offense is. Because there's no questions for me how good they are on that side of the ball. I'll tell you a fun little anomaly about this game. Over 80% of the money's on the under, which to me hmm. is really funny. Because I don't see – a path you couldn't have set this over under high enough for me the highest one i've seen in the nfl in the last however many years we've been doing this mm-hmm. i remember a 50 i think it was a 57 and a half is what it ballooned up to i would have still taken the over yeah i'd have still taken the over I, i'm not sure that they wouldn't cover 40 something in the first half this is going to be a points fest mm-hmm. at least we hope so I mean, we thought this past week was going to be some of those games were going to be big scoring affairs, and they weren't. So, uh, do, you have a, do you have a squirrel in your pocket? Because I specifically said in our uh, uh, fantasy show, low scoring for the second week in a row. <laughs> now, what as bad as the week before, where you could have won the millionaire with two ten, mm-hmm. but still wasn't great. Mm-hmm. All right, I got to make another selection here. And I really have to play my opponent here as much as I – because I've got – I think this is a good week. I've got nine on my sheet over here. I know this one won't come back, so I'll take it now. It's Detroit Lions-Baltimore Ravens. Okay. I think that is the other game of the week in the NFL. Jared Goff against a legit defense, a legit team. This will tell us a lot about Detroit, where they're at. I have a 
definitive lean in this game. Uh, but I'm interested to see it. And this could be the game looking at stylistically. I think you're going to learn as much about Baltimore as you do about Detroit. Okay. Because in terms of scheme versus scheme, this screams to me a game that Lamar Jackson could look like old Lamar Jackson with the sprinkling of deep shots down the field. If I don't see that, I'm not sure that you're going to see it again with Todd Monk and his EOC. Mm-hmm. So oh, you I, think they'll pull the plug? Is that no, what you're no, 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 no. Oh. I'm, I'm saying the days of him being 7,800 on DraftKings are, are are going by the board. Oh, okay. Because I just don't know that that guy is going to come back out. Mm-hmm. This has that written all over it to the point of, I'm playing Lamar Jackson in more than one of my lineups this week. Uh, you said Jared Garf against a legit defense. That's that's another thing for me in this game is, is it a legit defense? I mean, I know they're good, and I know they're talented and all of the things, but, I mean, how good can they be? Because they have played a lot of crappy quarterbacks this year, right? They've been on that mm-hmm. streak where they've gone backup quarterbacks for several games, and... Well, in ter- so I mean, let's you see ask, what they do with Jared. Oh, well, you ask, are they a legit defense? Well, right now, do you know how many defenses in the NFL are giving up fewer yards per game than than Baltimore is? That one, two. It's one. Yeah. It's Cleveland. Mm-hmm. By the way, just I said this, so if you can math and remember the number I said, you'll get pretty close here. How many yards per game are the are the Cleveland Browns giving up right now? I don't know. One hundred and fifty. You're awful at this. It's 200. Okay. You're about 200 yards total offense a week. That's insane. There's 60 yards clear of every other team in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And Baltimore's that too. And there's 17 yards clear of every other team in the NFL. Right. So this is a, this is a really interesting stylistic game for me. And so I, I feel like I have done well with two NFL games of the week, even though I lost the college game of the week. Yes, you 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 have done well. Um, problem is, you left me my top three. Uh, <laughs> I'll do the Jeremy Green thing here. Los Angeles Chargers, Kansas City Chiefs. Not even in my top five. How? Because the Chargers are awful. Mm, are they though? They're, t- they're yeah, they're pretty awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're pretty awful. And now you're going up against Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. A defense that can't stop anybody mm-hmm. against the best quarterback in the NFL. How's this different from past years for the Chargers? It's pretty I don't much the same in, team. I don't believe in your offense. Yeah, it's that, pretty. But I'm saying it's pretty much the same team that has gone toe to toe with Chiefs almost every time. I don't. Be, you asked me a question, I answered it, and you completely ignored what I just said. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in your offense at all. Well, that's fine. But, I'm, uh, but that's what I'm what's so- different is that usually this is two high-powered offense coming offenses coming in here and scoring on each other at will. I don't think the Chargers can score. Oh, okay. This is the the old. If I took over Apple, I think Colin Cowherd was the one that said this forever. Mm-hmm. I take over Apple for two years. You're not going to see the regression. By year three, it's going to be on fire. That's where I'm at with Brandon Staley. This mm-hmm. offense is not as good as it was. Justin Herbert is not as good as he was. Mm-hmm. And now, with no Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, who it just, well, I watched the tape, he's always open, and Justin Herbert can't hit him. Mm-hmm. The line's not particularly good. The, I, I don't like giving out picks early. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to annihilate the Chargers. Really? I don't think this game is ever close, and this is the game I think gets Brandon Staley fired, because I think you're going to get embarrassed. 
And I don't see any way that you don't, to be really honest with you. Well, I mean, Kansas City hasn't done that. No. To anybody except for the Bears. Yep, and And they've also heard us say that. They've heard every national show say that for five weeks now. Three years. (laughs) Not to this level. Not to this level. No, this is the loudest this has ever been. Sure. I get it. I I think this is going to be another – it'll be another back-and-forth battle. It'll be a close game. At the end, it's going to come down to one last score, or it might come down to Chargers trying to chase points at the end of the game that'll make it uh, that, that'll make it interesting. But I think it'll be an interesting game. The public I don't see is, how this is not in your top five. Uh, it was not in my top five. This, the, the public is aggressively on the Chargers, which makes me like Kansas City even more. <laughs> Well, it comes down to that uh, who's got to have it more kind of thing, right? Well, that only works when you have a coach that's confident enough to get you up for the game. Yeah, maybe. Well, they do. His, I, I don't his trust name's Bam- Kellen Moore. I, I don't trust Brandon Staley to get his kids up for school, let alone his team up for this game. That's why they let Brandon go out to the field first, and then Kellen holds him back and says, okay, guys, now this is what we're really playing for. I'm going to be the coach of this team in a couple of weeks. You just You play for me. You listen to me now. Stephen uh, Tao with the other narrative around the Chiefs. Yeah, they played that? one legit team and lost. Yeah, trust me, they're hearing all of this. Mm-hmm. And they have the ability to just beat your brains out. Because I'll go back to the stylistic thing that I said about the Eagles and the Dolphins. Or, or the Rams and the... Nope. Lions and the Ravens. That's I could it. see the logos, but I could not get the names out of my mouth. That is it. Stylistically, this has you get absolutely tortured written all over it because i don't know how you're gonna stop travis kelsey mm-hmm. oh if you're gonna put derwin james on it cool he'll have 11 penalties in one game i this is one of those times that i'm i am vehemently on the kansas city chiefs okay all right um my next pick will come up after the break about that time uh we'll take a quick break when we come back the daily draft will continue where are you gonna go this weekend lots of good games to choose from At Ingles, we're proud to sponsor area athletics at all levels. Whether we're building new fields for t-ball, celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park. We're here for the fans. No one gets the dedication to the home team like you guys. And we've got all the sports you can handle. It's all in the bag. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP. The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors. With zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. 
the sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Back in the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, it's daily draft time. Doing it a little different today because we got Asheville Police Chief David Zach coming in in the two o'clock hour to pick games, play beat the chief. Always brought to you by Clarissa Hyatt, Zach of EXP Realty. Go to ClarissaSellsWNC.com. Uh, we're in the midst of the daily draft, though, and it's always on a Friday. Where are we going to go this weekend? Number one game of the weekend, my first pick, Penn State, Ohio State. It was the only choice that you had at number one. Then I went to NFL games, yep. Miami, Philadelphia, Detroit, Baltimore. Yep. And then I followed that up with the Los Angeles Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. So, you want to see one blowout. Awesome. <laughs> I'm interested to see if you want to see another blowout with your second selection. Uh, no. No. I actually want to watch your 2023 uh, nothing because you're not winning the ACC championship. You're not winning a national championship. You're going to lose this game and every game from here on out because Florida State sucks, and I hate them. Well, no, it's going to be a hell of a game. With well, I was about to say, here's the thing: you actually had a little credibility <laughs> until that last statement, <laughs> and I'm not sure I would have disagreed with you on anything you said <laughs> until, until then. Until, uh, yeah, Florida State Seminoles and the Duke Blue Devils. That one's going to be exciting because I feel like there is a chance. I feel like Mike Elko and company have a chance with the perfect s- scenario. To be able to pull the shocker down in Tallahassee, and it would be just another great moment for the rest of us. Not for you, but another be another great moment for the rest of us. Maybe we can get Riley Leonard running down the field in Tallahassee doing the tomahawk chop. Yeah, how'd that work out for you? Oh, we won uh, that game. Hey, we won that game. You want anything else? Didn't think so. Uh, three <laughs> national titles called because you don't have any. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't. I. I People call me a homer. I feel like Tank can attest to this. I am harder on my teams than I am on any other team. Yep. Just in the effort of being fair and balanced, this is one of those times that I feel like all of you are getting had. Really? Not because I don't think Duke's fine. What has Duke done that really impressed you? So be legitimately honest with what I'm asking. Mm-hmm. What have they done that impressed you? It impressed me that they were in that game and had a chance against Notre Dame. A team that doesn't score easily, Mm -hmm. and you have a great defense. Mm -hmm. What else have they done? Mm -hmm. I I got nothing. We beat Clemson. Yeah. Yeah, you beat Clemson. They got inside the 10-yard line three times and fumbled. Mm -hmm. They moved the ball on you rather easily. They just didn't score. Mm -hmm. Now, I need you to understand that if you combined those two teams – they don't have the offensive talent that Florida State does. I don't think this is even going to be close. Really? I think it's bloodletting. Really? I think Florida State has heard enough of this about well, your schedule's weak and LSU's not as good and, and Clemson's not as good. This is the last team on the schedule that can beat them. Mm-hmm. They've been up for this game for three weeks. And outside of this, they play Miami and Florida. I don't know if you watched either of those two teams, and I don't know if you've watched Florida State. It'd have to be real, real bad. And I know you throw the records out in a rivalry. If you can't get your team up to absolutely qualify in this game, mm-hmm. Mike Norvell's not the coach. I think he is. And I'm pretty confident that he is. You think he is. Okay. 
I just look at Florida State and go, you're putting the, the, the foot's going further and further down on the accelerator, and I don't feel like that was brought on by Virginia Tech and Syracuse. It was building to this. This is Tallahassee at night with a legit national title contender. The people in that city have craved this for seven years. And you know that old saying, if you don't know what you got until it's gone, Florida State is the definition of that. Mm-hmm. I'm friends with way too many of these people. That place is going to be on fire. And I do. I think they killed Luke. Think be this, oh, I don't think Riley Leonard's going to play. Mm-hmm. Just secret time. Yeah. And even if he does, I think he's going to be hobbled because he shouldn't be playing from what I understand. This could be a thing of that the trainers medically clear him, which is their job, and then he says, I'm playing whether he should or not. Mm-hmm. Because this is a big game for he Duke. Has to. <laughs> you don't have to because I don't think it matters. I think you should. I, even 100% Riley Leonard, I'd still lay the 14 and a half, and I wouldn't think about it's it. It's the biggest game of your life, right? What are you going to – I, I, mean, I would argue that was Clemson, but that puts you on the map for this entire season. Yeah, so, yeah but I'm saying – If it, you hadn't beaten Clemson, we wouldn't be talking about but you But if right you now. don't play this game, do you have a chance? No. A chance at what? Duke doesn't have a chance to win this game without Riley Leonard. They don't have a chance to win this game with Riley Leonard. Yeah. If he was 100%, okay, maybe. I would still lay the 14.5, but I could at least get to where you're going to keep it close. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem Florida State has is on the outside, you don't have any, any receivers that threaten me. And then defensively, oh, look what, how they've stopped out. What? They stopped what exactly? Those dynamic receivers for Clemson and Notre Dame? Florida State's got two top 40 receivers on the outside and a top 40 tight end and the number one running back in this class. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. Yep. All the pressures on Florida State here. The thing that scared the team that playing, would scare me. Duke, Duke's just playing with nothing to lose. And I don't disagree with that. The team that would scare me with Florida State is a team that could score really prolifically. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't feel great about Clemson because you had enough players that you could get into bad situations because that defense is not as deep as I want it to be or as any Florida State fan, booster, or player would want it to be. I'm not worried about your defense, because I don't think there's a defense in the country that can stop you. And then you get the ball and do what? Mm -hmm. Rob Johnson says Florida State could have lost to Boston College. In the red bandana game. Uh, They beat USC in that game the year that they lost a game. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. You're 100% right. And they got a wake-up call, and nobody's been close since. Yeah, guy, the beer master, Calvin Rogers, says they better not have another day like they did against Boston College. I, 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 I agree. I, I completely that. agree. I completely agree, and I think there is a, there is a chance for Duke to win this game. There wouldn't be without Riley, and Riley had to play in this game. Just him as a competitor was not going to let him stay out of this game. Well, he is not officially in. Well, I feel like. He'll Mike Elko specifically said, we will not know until 90 minutes before kickoff. Mm-hmm. That's another part of this. So you're telling me a kid that hadn't practiced all week's going into that? Good T's luck. and P's, bro. Good T's luck. and P's. All right. Uh, what's your next selection here? Where to go this weekend, Jeremy? Well, you know, you stole my line of, you got your top three? Cool. I got my top four. Uh, <laughs> Tennessee, Alabama. Because I think that is an actual legit close rivalry game. It tells me a lot that Nick Saban is imploring the, the crowd. You're going to have to bring the momentum. That's that's a, a phrase he literally just said in a press conference yesterday. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to bring the momentum because I'm not sure that we can. And Tennessee is, they're good enough. 
They're good enough offensively that they're going to be able to score. Can Jalen Milrow score? Will Tennessee conceive a defense the same way they did against Texas A&M and beat a team that I think is more talented than them? Plus, there has to be another team in the SEC that's at least halfway good. And you keep eliminating each other every single week. I thought it was Kentucky for a minute. And then Georgia went, nope, don't ever have to talk about them again. Mm-hmm. So that game has a lot of intrigue to me. The other one is Utah-USC. And maybe I'm being selfish here because I've had a lot of people tell me how stupid I am about Caleb Williams. Okay, I- I've listened to every word you've said. Go prove it to me. See what happens. That Utah defense is better than anything that Caleb Williams has ever cut apart. They don't have their quarterback. This should be a special game for Caleb Williams. And if it's not, don't be shocked when I double down on that on Monday. Mm-hmm. So I'll be watching that one with bated breath with a definite rooting interest. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, now it's my turn. And mm. I need you to go off the board one time here because I've only got one left. Go. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get real cute if you take the last one I have. Um, I'm going to go with the NFC South battle. Atlanta Falcons, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look, I, I mean, these may be two crappy quarterbacks going at it, and they are. Before nope. anybody wants to come at me and say, oh, no. They're going to talk about that. Terrible quarterbacks. But Atlanta-Tampa Bay is always a good game. Closely contested. Remember last year, I, I mean, heck, I think for five years now we've done this uh, in each game of just – trying trying to give it away either us or them somebody's trying to give this game away so tampa bay and atlanta is a no doubt drama fest for me i i agree that was the one that i had already mentally chalked up you were taking so i actually have one left okay and if you take it then i might have to take pass I'm gonna I'm gonna pass, Bob. I I, I believe I could rest on my four. <laughs> Just passing on all of it. Uh, well, I don't know if this is the game that you wanted to take, but I'm I'm gonna go with another ACC game. That is not the one I was talking about. It's Clemson and Miami, because okay, do I believe in Miami? No, but Miami is a team that can still score. They can take Clemson all the way to the end. God, Clemson, you have so many what I think are blinds. I think Clemson ends up being the winner in that one. But I think it's going to come down to the end. You have so many what I think are blowout games. I genuinely would lay 14 points on four of your five. And I'd consider it on the fifth one if I hadn't been burned by betting against <laughs> Ohio State so many times. Yeah. And I don't understand any of them. I mean, I understand the Florida State one. I can I can see how that game will get away from Duke. The others, not a chance. You don't see how – okay. We'll talk about one of those and beat the Chief. Yeah. And every other one of those – all the college games? Yeah, they're in the bangers later. So you can figure out which side I'm going on. You did not take my final one because, I, you know, I love talking about trap games mm-hmm. and how teams can get caught the week after a really emotional win – or really emotional loss, and you have to be careful, especially if you lose, not to let a team beat you twice. Mm -hmm. There is a number out there that is really intriguing to me, 
And it is a perfect combination of, I just saw one of you get drugged down the sidewalk. I saw another one of you play with a national contender. And I think this game is going to be close. It's Washington State and Oregon. Okay. It's not in the bangers. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. But it was really hard for me to leave out. Just because there's going to be a lot of points. Washington State's a 20-and-a-half-point dog. And, yes, I know you just got drugged by Arizona. Mm -hmm. I know it. I know it. You slept walk through that game. You're not that bad. You're not that bad. And I think they're going to, at least for a half, they're going to give Oregon a game. Okay. And the uniform battle is top five all time. It's the throwback Oregon Ducks and a special, like, I don't even know how to explain Washington State's. They're wearing some kind of special uniform. Yeah, they're sweet. They're both sweet. Okay. I'll just, I'll take your word for it. We don't usually agree on these things, so I'll just have to take your word for it. Well, yeah, because you have the taste of a 78-year-old man. (laughs) Do they have khakis? Can it get a nice khaki pleat? No, I want loud, vibrant, good. Mm -hmm. Those Miami Vice uh, FIU jerseys. Shiskies. But you didn't like the Oregon eggshells. No, those were god awful. That was the best uniform I've seen all year. I vehemently dis. They're just <laughs> basic. It's an it's an eggshell for a duck. Uh huh. Okay. I mean, I, I know what you're getting ready to say. No, I don't care. Birds aren't real. Yeah, birds don't lay eggs. They lay more drones you're in the sportsocracy and this is espn asheville 92.9 fm 880 a.m and 1400 the asheville championship returns to harris cherokee center in asheville november 10th and 12th this year's field is the best yet the clemson tigers maryland terrapins davidson wildcats and the blazers of uab four exciting matchups with a champion to be crowned at one of the premier early season tournaments in college basketball for more information and to get your tickets go to AshevilleChampionship.com. That's AshevilleChampionship.com. It all starts in Asheville November 10th and 12th. Proudly sponsored by Ingalls Markets. The season we've all been waiting for is here. No, not that one. The season of the Big Orange Tent is underway in Western North Carolina. The area's largest selection of Halloween costumes, decorations, and accessories is at the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. Halloween Express is your one-stop shop for adult and child costumes, superheroes, horror icons, inflatable suits. You can find it all under the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. 10 to 8 Monday through Saturday, 12 to 6 on Sundays. ESPN Asheville, it's time for the most important message of the day, Jeremy Green. Don't do crimes. Yeah, don't do crimes. Uh, why don't you hit us with yours? Uh, mine, I'm going to have to tell, uh, we'll, we'll say reasonably delicately. Okay. I've had a lot of people doing weird sexual things that mm. they're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. This is about 55-year-old Theodore Morgavon, and, and he... To describe his mugshot, he looks like a feller that would do exactly what I'm getting ready to tell you that he did. He was in his car, and there was a report. He was in a parking lot. Don't, it doesn't say where. It's in Baxter County in Arkansas. Allegedly, the car was rocking back and forth. And so, authorities were alerted. They show up, 
And Mr. Morgavon is, he's cavorting with a stuffed animal. Don't do that. That's weird. That's not a thing that you ought to do. And it's way more common than you would think. But here's the problem with cavorting with Paddington Bear in your car. It is indecent exposure and public indecency, which in the state of Arkansas allows for two things. Them to search your car and then give you a drug test upon arrival at the Baxter County bed and breakfast, which they did, and they found drug paraphernalia in his car, which is illegal in this state. They found weed pipes, syringes, and a slew of other things, and then they got him back to the Baxter County courthouse and figured out that he was high on crimes. <laughs> of course. So basically, what this this feller here did, uh, he decided that he liked the Care Bears, and he wanted to do a little meth and cavort with one. And now... He's going to do a whole lot of time in a federal penitentiary and plan and really cavorting. hope to God that none of his inmate f- friends find out why he's here. <laughs> I don't think that would go particularly well for you. Yeah. 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 I'd say plenty of, plenty of cavorting yeah. on the schedule. Yeah. You know, that stuff, that stuff animal felt you might pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, my crime story comes to us from. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Florida. Let's go. Always Florida, man. Florida, man. Plantation, Florida, where we had uh, two brothers and another armed man facing federal charges after a kidnapping. Now, the interesting part about the kidnapping is, is that, well, they apparently had planned it all out and they decided that they were going to go snatch this guy. Uh, And on October the 13th, um, they kidnapped a man, tossed his cell phone out of the car and drove to a home where they took him inside. I d- it doesn't say how long they had him there until they found out they got the wrong guy. That is, you know, you can do everything right, but if you get the wrong feller, your kidnapping plot is probably not going to work out. So they were actually intending to kidnap this guy's coworker. How do you screw that up? I guess I don't know. I guess they looked similar or I don't know. Did they just, was it in, I guess it was in the middle of the night and they just jumped on the first person that came out and put a bag over their head and then took them to where they were going to and then unveiled the bag. And, oh, that's not the guy that we were supposed to take. So at this point, you've kidnapped the wrong guy. What do you do? Do you take the guy back and just say, ah, no harm, no foul? Well, no, you you still got a job to do, so now, they, now they're trying to uh, coerce or actually torture this guy into helping them go get his coworker who they were meaning to kidnap. Uh, the guy complains that they put an electric drill to his skin, they pointed a firearm at it at him, and they doused him with water in what prosecutors said was a simulated waterboarding. Uh, How do you simulate that? I don't that know. That feels like a thing that you either did or you didn't do. It's 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 probably probably one of those things like he was telling the cops what happened and the cops were like, "But why were they pouring water on your forehead? I don't understand what the point is in that." And he was like, "I don't know. I think they were trying to drown me, but they weren't really <laughs> they really didn't know how to do it." 
<laughs> they were pouring the water in the wrong place, or they gave him a, a breathing tube, or they were, like they were pouring in his belly button. Right. Are we doing it right? Are we doing, right? are we doing this right? We, we are it? bad kidnappers. <laughs> we are awful at this. We were trying to waterboard him, and we gave him an enema. How did that happen? Yeah, we just gave him a sweet drink of water. He was very thirsty. <laughs> <He> was, <laughs> so the simulated waterboarding. They touched the drill to his skin, so it's not like they were drilling into him. Or, or did they do that thing where you you drilled you drilled the piece of wood, and then you got the 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 drill bit real hot, and then you laid it on his skin to burn him? I bet that really taught him a lesson. Uh, these guys aren't real great at torture. Uh, they're not great at kidnapping either because they grabbed the wrong person. They finally were able to convince the guy, or or I guess under duress, he was like, "Okay, fine, I'll help you." And so they were trying to figure out ways to lure the guy out of the business so they could kidnap the right guy. Um, 2.08 a.m., October October the 14th, the man phoned in a bomb threat in an effort to get the rapid police response to the building where they were trying to carry out the kidnapping. Yeah, kidnappers, you probably shouldn't hand your kidnappee a phone and go, you call who I told you to, you don't (laughs) call 911. I'm going to go grab a heater, and you do what I told you I'll to. I'll be right back. You do what I tell you to. And uh, yeah, they called the they, they called in a bomb threat so the cops would be there when they tried to kidnap the guy. Yeah, Kelvin Joyner in our YouTube chat said, you wouldn't have to kidnap me to sell out some of my coworkers. When, when I read this story, I'm not going to lie, that was immediately what I thought was, you know, if somebody wanted information out of me, it would be easier for them to kidnap Tank because he would. Im- you wouldn't get out of the parking lot before he went. Well, you want to know? I'll yeah, tell you. I'll tell you everything. Now me, I'm going to turn into Liam Neeson and be very defiant. I'll, t- I'll tell you his middle name. I'll tell you. You let me out of this chair and I won't kill you. <laughs> but if I, I have to get out myself, it's going to end very bad for all of you. Do my best to find out what his social security number is. You're right. I am the guy that would join a cult. <laughs> oh yeah, there's no doubt. Yes, I'll do whatever you need me to do. I guarantee. Just don't hurt me again. I guarantee. If Jonestown still existed, Tank would be looking Airbnbs in Jonestown. <laughs> it sounds lovely. <laughs> it sounds like a place where everybody just loves, and I want to be a part of something bigger than I am. Plus, they have Kool Aid. Now, me, I, I'm. I don't listen to anything anybody says and go, yes, I just believe that without asking any questions. I've always said I asked too many questions to be in a cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, why do you have individual meetings with all of our wives? I'm not okay with that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it all always boils back to that. Unless, unless they put you in charge and then you'd be okay with it. I I don't have I didn't see a lie told there. You, the correct response there was, "What are you a cop?" I laid it up for you. We were doing crimes and everything. And the just, look, the only long-haired individual I trust is myself. Not even Jesus. You. We don't know that he had long hair. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did. I mean, yeah. Pretty sure. You're in the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM at 1400. We've got huge game in the NFL between the Miami Dolphins and the Philadelphia Eagles. Sunday night football. Am I the only one that feels like 
just listening to Jalen Hurts and Tua Tungavailoa this week that there's more of a rivalry here than I ever thought there was. Do you not? I mean, did, did you I ever never, doubt that? I never doubted that Jalen had probably a chip on his shoulder. No doubt. It sounds like Tua's got one too. I mean, it I'm sounds really like sure he's why. got a. I had to sit behind you for a year, and now I'm going to prove that that was the wrong call from Jump Street. Maybe, maybe it's just. You know, I don't know. I don't know if they're just talking it up or what. I mean, I can totally get Jalen's. Uh, I mean, everybody can can sympathize with Jalen on this, right? Can you? Though? I mean, I he was the starter of the Alabama Crimson Tide when they were number one in the country, and he had what the lead going into the fourth quarter or into halftime or coming out they of were, halftime. They were down thirteen. Oh, they were down. Oh, yeah. they were down coming out. Of they halftime. were down thirteen nothing. And I don't. And if I remember correctly, they hadn't crossed midfield. Yeah. Yeah. I, you really got nothing to be angry at here. He yeah. was better than you. He's still better than you. So. I mean, maybe I just compartmentalize more better than most people mm-hmm. do, but I, I don't, I don't get it. Like you won SEC Player of the Year, this actually benefited you because you went and had Lincoln Riley, who is a he's a better quarterback tutor. Mm-hmm. You got a year of that. He's a better tutor than Nick Saban, which that's another thing I've been hammered for. Oh, Nick Saban doesn't book quarterbacks in the NFL. Well, doesn't he though? No, it's hard. I think he kind of does. It's hard to be as you know viral of a tutor when you're that old i i don't disagree okay. but i mean just everything worked out and you're still harboring this beef all these years later i that's odd to me yeah i get it i just i'm not one of those i don't need a chip on my shoulder i just want to beat you i want to be better than you at everything i do i don't care who you are mm-hmm. some would say that's that's a big chip. Like that's the biggest chip. Yeah, I have I, on your shoulder. I have. I have everybody. a chip on my shoulder against everyone, <laughs> and it doesn't matter what we do. We right. play video games. We play tiddlywinks. We play right. Candyland. I mean, there's no doubt that this means more to these guys because they played with each other, right? Yeah. They were on the same team. They ba- they were in a, a position battle, uh, and it and it played out on a national stage, which is another thing that you never get. Right? It's the only only time I can ever remember this happening where in a national championship game the quarterback for the number one team in the country was so bad that they went to some backup and it's not that Tua was just some backup I I don't want to put him off like that we all thought he was a great he was the heir apparent we all knew it right but the fact that they went to a mid-game was one of the ultimate slaps in the face of a starting quarterback regardless of whether you you know deserved it or not West Virginia Willie said the Dolphins are going to smoke them like a Costco rotisserie chicken. I cannot say that I agree with that. I also cannot say that I disagree with that. <laughs> I think it's definitely in the realm of possibilities. This just has must-see television written all over it. Yes, to me. yes, it's because two these of the best are the leaders the of these are. The, and I don't even, it's not even that for me. It's these are the leaders of their respective franchises. They're two really good teams that we have questions about both. Mm-hmm. Now you're coming into this primetime battle between each other, and it feels really personal for two teams that are not in the same conference. They have nothing to do with each other. But this feels like a conference game to me. Mm-hmm. This feels like a division game to me. Mm-hmm. And that's rare when you have teams that don't play each other once every four years. So I'm. this is one time you got primetime right. Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And the question is, who wins? Because to me, it's it's the high-flying offense of Miami against that 
shutdown defense of the Philadelphia Eagles, which really hasn't been all that shut down. Now, right? You just lost to Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. I just I, I only get to say that one more time. So I had to get the last dig in there. <laughs> But when it comes down to the battle of who's better, like where does this, where do, where will this leave you? Well, I mean, just break it down position by position. Uh, in terms of offensive line, Philadelphia's got one of the best in the league with no potentially no Lane Johnson. I think, yeah, has he been ruled out? I, I haven't seen a definitive on that, but it didn't appear that he was going to play. Uh, so offensive line, you're better. Both of you have outrageously good weapons. I would take the backfield of running backs for Miami at full health over Philadelphia. I'd take two over Jalen Hurts. And then the the defense is, is Philadelphia. But like Colin Green said, I I don't love this matchup for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. This has how are you going to deal with Tyreek Hill written all over it. Yep. Darius if you think I'll go ahead and tell you, after just watching this team, if you think you're going to put James Bradbury on him, good luck with that. Garrett Wilson annihilated him with Zach Wilson. Mm. What do you think Tua and Tyreek Hill will do? Yep. Uh, they should have Darius Slay back this weekend. He was a full participant in practice. Uh, Lane Johnson did turn in a limited participation in practice yesterday. Uh have not seen what it was like in practice today. But this is a premier game. This is, no one of, this is one of those games that you tell all your guys, hey, I know you're banged up, but we need you. Well, this is also one of those games where Carrie Underwood's not lying. We all actually did wait for Sunday night. Yes. As opposed to last week where Jeremy drank 11 domestic lights and slept through Sunday night. <laughs> that make you feel good? Oh, you know, biggest win for my team in a long time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And I missed... A 14-9 gross fest between the Buffalo Bills and the New York Giants. I went back and watched the all-22 highlight reel that I get sent from the NFL. It took six minutes. I went, yep, that saved me. That's everything I needed to know. Yep. My new health coach over at uh, PhD Weight Loss is a Jets fan. He was there. He flew up last weekend. Oh, in New Jersey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a good one. He, was, he, he said he was there, prime seats, to watch the Jets beat the Eagles, and he was over the moon as you can imagine as am i you are in the sportsocracy and this is espn Asheville. i'm also over the moon about something else what's that bangers that's right we got them coming up next jeremy second set of bangers of the night on the way real estate isn't about properties it's about people i'm clarissa hyatt zach with exp realty your native realtor serving all of western north carolina I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. The Asheville Championship returns to Harris Cherokee Center in Asheville November 10th and 12th. This year's field is the best yet. The Clemson and Tigers, Maryland Terrapins, Davidson Wildcats, and the Blazers of UAB. Four exciting matchups with a champion to be crowned at one of the premier early season tournaments in college basketball. For more information and to get your tickets, go to AshevilleChampionship.com. That's AshevilleChampionship.com. It all starts in Asheville November 10th and 12th. Proudly sponsored by Ingalls Markets. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. 
Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. It's a road dog, and I got more even than I have in this segment because I got more in the last one. We start Mississippi State's a six-point dog at Arkansas. Arkansas's not good. I, I don't really understand why this line is set where it is. I get that it's at Arkansas, and I get that they played close with Alabama. That has way more to do with Alabama's offense not being very good than Arkansas turning a corner defensively. And you got beat up last week. Give me the dogs plus six. Next, Boston College, a four-point dog at Georgia Tech. Over-under is 58. Let me go ahead and tell you this. My biggest bet of the weekend is over the 58 right here because neither one of these teams can play dead in the Western defensively. Boston College will win outright. People are overreacting to the bye week for Georgia Tech and the win over Miami. Neither one means all that much. Boston College, the offense has been really good since Castellanos took over. Give me the Eagles plus four. Baylor is a three and a half point dog at Cincinnati. I figured with Blake Sharpen coming back this week, you know, the quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over a hundred times a week, that the line would move. Then he was declared in and it still didn't move. And I went, yep, that's enough for me. Cincinnati's terrible. Blake Sharpen doesn't turn the ball over. Baylor Bears plus the three and a half. They went out right. Pittsburgh's a one-point dog at Wake Forest. No Power 5 school should be a dog at the team that I saw against Virginia Tech last week, period. I don't care if your quarterback's playing tight end now. Pittsburgh wins outright. And if I'm taking a rival in the backyard brawl, you know that I got to make an exception Country in the road dogs. Take me home to the place I belong. My West Virginia Mountaineers are three and a half point favorite at home against Oklahoma State. Last week hurt a lot. If you don't gamble and you like to laugh, go check our social medias for how I reacted to that because it had a whole mess of bleeped out vulgarities in it. This week, they play an Oklahoma State team in Morgantown that shouldn't give them all that many troubles. I have struggled wagering against the Cowboys this year, but I don't think I will here. West Virginia wins and covers. You can take those wagers too wet to betus.com. Use our promo code SPORTSOCRACY to get 125% deposit match and up to 30 risk-free bets so you can wager football with us all season long. And go ahead and call us right now if you want to be a winner. The Asheville Championship returns to Harris-Cherokee Center, Asheville, November 10th and the 12th. This year's exciting field includes Clemson, Maryland, Davidson, and UAB. To get your tickets or for more information, go to the Asheville cha- or go to Asheville Championship dot com. It's proudly sponsored by Ingles Markets, November tenth and twelfth. I got a pair of tickets for each of the sessions to go to you right now. Call us at two two five forty nine eighty eight two two five four nine eight eight and be a winner now. AshevilleChampionship.com. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingalls Studio. 
Live in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. And the sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You can see us everywhere on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel. That way you can join us in the chat. It is a football Friday. Go ahead. Football Friday. Now you like to do it. Football Friday, we're getting ready for all of the games this weekend. Get ready to play Beat the Chief with Asheville Police Chief David Zach. He's making his way over to the studio as we speak. Some rain around the area, so be careful if you're out there on the roadways and uh, move out of Chief's way so you can get here sooner. Um, but be safe. Do it safely. That's all we ask. Uh, uh, I'm I'm stuck but, on something that you said earlier. Okay. You were talking about this a this NFC South battle between the Atlanta Falcons and and your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I can't wait. I I have a dedicated lean here, and I just I, I want you to give the people as a Buccaneers fan. Mm-hmm. I have been inundated with people defending Baker Mayfield. So could you please? As somebody that's watched him for many years and now watched him for a handful of games with your team, could you, okay, just get them. It's Well, I mean, look, you want to make excuses for Baker Mayfield and you want to say, oh, well, his stats have been good. He's thrown for over a thousand yards and he's completed, I don't know, 65% of his passes or whatever. Look, this is it's what Baker does, right? We've talked about this time and time and time again. He has not played a good schedule. Not even a, a, a competitive schedule so far. No. No, he has not. Uh, you have three wins. Saints, Bears, Vikings. Right. Two of those teams are in the bottom five teams in the NFL. Right. And he has looked good at times. Sure. But Baker does this all the time, right? He looks good at times. He'll look good on one drive, and then he'll come out the next drive and look like he shouldn't be in the NFL. And... Last week, I don't know that I would go that far as to say that's what he looked like, but there were times in that he game looked where last he week had, like he did not belong in the NFL. Where he had wide open throws, wide open targets, and he could not make the throw. He would overthrow it, he would underthrow it, he would skip it, it would get bounced at the line. Something always seems to happen. Baker is not good. He beats up on bad teams. He beats up on undisciplined defenses. And I don't believe this is one of those. Okay, so just to me, this is the end-all, be-all of this argument. You played five games. Yes. Three of them against teams that are terrible. Yes. Three games that you played terrible teams. His QBR, 50.6, 74.8, 92.6. Care to take a stab at what it was combined against the two good teams? 62.3. Too high. 53.9. Combined. Was a 30.8 and a 23.1. That makes sense. This is who he is. You keep defending this guy till kingdom come. The problem is that, uh, oh, well, he's not a franchise quarterback, but he was drafted to be. Mm-hmm. And you're defending this mediocre quarterback like you're telling me he's a franchise quarterback. You don't get to speak out both sides of your mouth. He's the definition of average. Mm-hmm. And I have a really funny feeling that we're not going to agree on this week. Really? Okay. Well, you Just know a what funny that means? Feeling. You know what that means? That means it's time to play Beat the Chief. Tank one. It is another tank win. We're just stacking the wins, ladies and gentlemen. 
You're beating me by a whole game for the season. <laughs> We're just stacking the wins. I need to stack all the wins because I got to build up those one-game wins for the weeks when I lose by three or four games, right, Chief? Yeah. I mean, yeah, tank is. Where the- am I right now? Uh, you are two games behind me, one game behind Jeremy. We're all right here together. I'm 46, 44, and three for the season. Jeremy's a perfect 45, 45, and three, and you are 44, 46, and three. So Two we're games all right here together. Yeah, we're all right here like we always are. Exactly. Tank is the Baker Mayfield of picking NFL football games. <laughs> he narrowly beats us when we have bad weeks and then gets slaughtered when we're good. No doubt. Ta-da! No doubt. I like the way you put that together. And I, you know what? That was, that was the best one you've ever done, Jeremy. Best analogy you ever made. Uh, yeah, I won last week nine and six on the week. Chief, you were second place with eight an eight and seven record. And Jeremy was seven and eight uh the house last week we had an incomplete week because we didn't get all your picks last week but uh you guys were seven and four so congratulations on that uh 24 and 17 so far on the season for the house of reprehensibles you want to vote on our matchups every week and get in to the chat we'll do it and this week we will do them on the sunday fantasy show that way i won't forget to do five of them like i did last week right. Right. i oh, did yeah. have i did have the jags yesterday did i not get that to you yeah you did yes yeah yeah we were uh, and we gave that one to the house because i forgot to ask but yeah. i went back and looked at the comments and went well there were enough of you did you and you the, both had the jags as well yes okay we're good. all one and oh to start yeah, out the week. i i missed a uh, seven leg parlay last night because chris lave couldn't get in the end zone that led me to say bad words a whole lot Sucks to suck, right, Chief? I'm not much a parlay fella. It sure does. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> it sure does. Uh, all right. We are playing Beat the Chief, brought to you by Clarissa Hyatt, Zach of EXP Realty. Go to ClarissaSalesWNC.com, and don't forget to check out her new program on uh, Sunday mornings at 11 on News Radio 570 WWNC. Clarissa explains real estate, 11 o'clock every Sunday morning. That is can't miss radio. I, I know it. I know, Jeremy. Zach House, we we're glued. <laughs> You're glued into it. Just <laughs> up with your uh, with your with your morning cup of coffee. And That's right. Just enjoying That's the just... Clarissa explains real estate. Yep, it's the way it should be. Uh, <laughs> go to ClarissaSellsWNC.com. <laughs> All right, so uh, we've already given you the lead in here, uh, Atlanta and Tampa Bay. So I feel like we should just pick the game. Okay. Uh, I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons plus the two and a half. On the road at my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because I don't think this is going to be this isn't going to be a great game for for Baker because he's going up against a veteran team and they are going to screw with him. Well, I thought that we were going to be on opposite sides of this, and I was right because I am taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh man. I actually conspired this last night as i was in the the third night in a row of me being unable to sleep Mm -hmm. i felt like i could take a piece of paper write down a stat line and unveil it on monday and i almost guarantee you i'm within 20 yards and probably five percent of his completion percentage so i'll do it right here just because people will think it's shenanigans if i do it that way (laughs) baker will be 25 of 36 245 yards, he'll have two touchdowns and one interception, and it will be just enough to beat Atlanta. 
and they will win this by a field goal. Say it again. 26 of, uh, let's see, 25 of 36, 245 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. And it will be just enough to beat Atlanta because that is not a good team. Mm-hmm. And people will what lose their fl- minds. What made you flip on Atlanta? It's not that I'm flipping on them. Ritter. It, it, well, Ritter's terrible. Ritter. But it's also, there's this narrative that this is a really good defense because they got Calais Campbell and, and Jesse Bates. A.J. Terrell has not been the guy that he usually is. This sets up for another one of those games. You want me to, you want to know what flipped me on it this week? Yep. I've been inundated by people defending Baker Mayfield for three solid days. To the point of, I, I finally had to just turn notifications off my phone like, I can't deal with you people anymore. And I know what's coming. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see this as clear as day. You're going to win this game, and people are going to get duped because you're because Atlanta's second in the NFC South. That oh, we beat a good team. Cool. Uh, give that time. Won't bear out well. Tampa Bay. Really? Yep. All right. It's a two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, I I got to go with the Bucks as well. Wow. At home. All right. Uh, yeah. I Ritter, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that's that's enough. With with. Less on a field goal at home. I yeah. just like the home team here. Normally, I would I would be on your side on this one, um, but it's just something about this team that I don't like, and it's something about Desmond Ritter that I think he might be able to screw with this. I, team. I, which side of this are you wanting to be on? Uh, are you back to the uh, uh, tank for the future, or hey, let's just let's just win this for for the old Gipper? Mm-mm. I'm I'm ambivalent. I don't care. I'm sitting, no, I'm sitting back. That's going, not true. I don't. It doesn't matter what you've I watched want. them get housed by two good teams, and you're like, no, you know what? Let's just lose every game for the rest of the year. Which is why Tampa Bay will win this game because Todd Bowles wins when you want him to lose and loses when you want him to win. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, y'all are on Tampa. The FPI's on Tampa. I just do not see it. And I think Atlanta's going to get one on us, and it's not going to be pretty. Uh, Kyle Pitts. I'm going to keep saying it. Kyle Pitts, tight ends against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Does Ritter know tend to work out? He has Kyle Pitts on his team. He I'm not it sure. Out last week. <laughs> no, he really didn't because all that happened in the first quarter. Because I'm not sure Arthur Smith knows that he has Kyle Pitts. I think he looks at him sometimes and goes, "Man, that dude, that's a big dude. Mm-hmm. We should get him that involved." Guy, in the that offense. guy looks like he could play football. He looks like he would be a tremendous football player. I'm glad he's wearing an Atlanta Falcons jersey. Let's see if we can sign him. <laughs> Kyle Pitts. Uh, John U. Smith, Drake London. Uh, I think all of those guys are just going to have fine days tomorrow. Ah, uh, Tank Spencer, kiss of death. Indeed. Buccaneers 24, Falcons 14. That's how we roll here. Uh, let's go Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. I've been looking forward to this for several days. Uh, Asheville Police Chief David Zach, defend your boy, because what in the world was that? We've... The Bills have well. I I said at the start of this year it was going to define Ken Dorsey's career as as to whether he was a competent offensive coordinator and potential head coach. This is coaching at this point. The weapons aren't being utilized. They have the talent. They rip off three games in a row where they're just unstoppable, and then they they two weeks in a row they lay an egg in the first half. And not ready to play. These weapons are not being utilized properly. The talent is there. This is on the coach, the offensive coordinator. Do I think they get it right this week? I don't like the nine. I don't like I the do. 
I don't like the nine and wall. I'm still going to take the Bills, but Dorsey is feeling the heat in Western New York. I can tell you that right now. So I like the nine because really the only question that I have to ask is, are the Buffalo Bills going to score nine points? Because I think you could give New England 10 quarters with Mac Jones and they're not going to score. So I'm totally fine with that. I'm also on Buffalo. Tank, who are you taking in this game? It is, and it is definitely nine. Uh, it's eight and a half. But. Oh, okay. All right. Eight and a half. Just you got to have sure. nine to win it. So just want to make sure that my record <laughs> yep. was was correct here. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going with Buffalo. I probably shouldn't because I feel like every time I pick your Buffalo Bills, they end up screwing me. Yeah, so I could just stop doing that. I should probably be on the other side of that it's one. The but venture. I really don't want to end up with Although a the damn Miami t-shirt game. that says New England plus eight and a half. So I'm yeah. not going to do well, that. He, <laughs> he, he could add it to his closet of Jets plus seven, Jets plus nine and a half, Jets plus anything. Well, I just feel like at some point Jeremy's going to – he's keeping a tab on these things, and I'm going to end up with one of those like uh, Cleveland Browns jerseys that's got the number of all the quarterbacks on it. It's just to be all my worst bets all down the like a championship t-shirt that has all of the bad ones that's that's not a terrible idea <laughs> uh, I, I have a question for Asheville police chief david zach uh because i have a theory on, on buffalo he, he's saying ken dorsey and i agree there have been some very odd there are some odd game plan things that i see with buffalo i'm going to give you my conspiracy theory and i want you to tell me either i'm an idiot or i'm onto something because he's very plugged in with the bills mm-hmm I think this has a lot to do with Stefan Diggs because he is a diva receiver that does not tend to survive places for extended periods of time. And there's a reason because he wears on people. And now he wants to be the absolute only center, the focal point of this offense. Because every, if you look at the other weapons, who is there to really challenge him? Fantasy players love, love Gabe Davis, but he is not a star on the level of Stefan Diggs. Dawson Knox, Khalil Shakir, uh Kincaid the rookie you got a slew of running backs that are faceless and nameless he's the star and he knows it and this is exactly what he did in Minnesota with Adam Thielen because he wanted to be the guy and then he wound up out the door because they got tired of dealing with it am I off base with that I think there's a component to that especially when you start looking at the number of targets he had 16 of their 29 targets last which week. is and again, you know, I come back to that. That's the coach. I, and I don't dispute that. That That is that is on coaching. And who's – but again, we've seen crazy clock management. We're second in goal from the, you know, one, and we're lining up shotgun with Latavius Murray in the backfield. There's no reason for that. Yeah. And, and again, Kincaid, this is a guy you drafted in the first round. And, he's and he is wildly underutilized. Wildly underutilized. So you have the assets. Gabe Davis, yeah, he's a good fantasy. He's good enough. Mm-hmm. I, he, I agree he's good enough. And I just, again, the play calling and running on second and eight and second and nine, you're just wondering what in the hell are they doing. And they're just, they're just getting too cute for their own good. And, and again, but I, I don't discount that maybe Josh is looking Diggs way more than he should. I, I just, I'm looking at it and the, where the theory came from with me is with Brian Daybolt, he's been in this league long enough that he's going to look at Stefan Diggs and go better to the team. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Ken Dorsey didn't have that. It's his second year as a coordinator and he has really achieved nothing outside of getting smoked in a playoff game. 
So Stefan Diggs is going to trample all over him. And that's what I think is happening is that he is going to the play callers going, I want to be more involved. I'm unhappy. You take the, the, the reports that were coming out in the preseason and in the off season, and they're trying to keep him happy. And it's affecting the offense in games like this. Cause Gabe Davis should have had a day yep. against the giants. Yep. It almost looked like they forgot he was on the field for two quarters. And from what I've been told, I mean, obviously I go to a lot of games. Those receivers are not covered. They are running free. Oh yeah. And they are open. It's it's not a question of uh, talent. So everybody on the Bills? Yes. Everybody on the Bills, despite the criticisms. Minus the eight and a half against the New England Patriots. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. We'll continue to play Beat the Chief next. The Asheville Championship returns to Harris Cherokee Center in Asheville November 10th and 12th. This year's field is the best yet. The Clemson Tigers, Maryland Terrapins, Davidson Wildcats, and the Blazers of UAB. Four exciting matchups with a champion to be crowned at one of the premier early season tournaments in college basketball. For more information and to get your tickets, go to AshevilleChampionship.com. That's AshevilleChampionship.com. It all starts in Asheville November 10th and 12th. Proudly sponsored by Ingalls Markets. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business. And we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. Jeremy, do you ever get tired of me beating you week to week? Is that is that the question? Well, you week know, week uh, there's only one of us that's the reigning champion, so yeah. This is kind. Of, this is kind of like the. Uh, I'm going to make another comparison here and hope that National Police Jeep David Zach doesn't take out his gun and shoot me. Uh, <laughs> you're the Buffalo Bills of picking games. You win a lot of games until she matters. And not so much. He laughed. I'm safe. I'm not going to lie. I, said I, that. I wish that's I could that. deny it. I that's wish I could deny it. Not going to lie. There was a little grumble in my stomach when I said that. They went, this could be it. it. Sounds to me like that nervous chatter right before the trigger gets pulled. That's just, that's just me. What do I know? Uh, we're playing Beat the Chief with Asheville Police Chief David Zach. Brought to you by Clarissa Hyatt, Zach of EXP Realty. Go to ClarissaSellsWNC.com if you're in the market for a home. Nobody can get it sold faster for you or get you the best price on a, on a house than Clarissa Hyatt, Zach of EXP Realty. Again, ClarissaSellsWNC.com. This feels like rapid fire on, on poo water games. It does, doesn't it? Uh, because we've got the Grumper Bowl between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Chicago Bears. You know where it would be a great place for them to play that? 
the Cotton Bowl. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only word I can say like Pat Summerall. Yeah. <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders are a two-and-a-half-point favorite against the Chicago Bears. Raiders. Make the damn right. Raiders. Yep. I, I was just waiting for you to breathe so I could say Raiders. Raiders. You're playing something called a Tyson Bagent at quarterback, uh, which I'm pretty sure is in the Weasel family. I think that uh, a, a, a Bagent, as I've heard it called yes. over the last few days, that's like gopher, groundhog, Bagent. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Give me the Raiders. <laughs> and I don't care if they play Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer or Ken Stabler or Jim Plunkett <laughs> or Josh McDaniels. I don't care. Raiders by a lot. Yep. Sad state of affairs when you got me just not even thinking about it. Go, I'd yep, have to Raiders. Agree. <laughs> That's Raiders all the way. Uh, all right. We are across the board on that one. So Chicago by two field goals. Um, Las Vegas minus the two and a half for all of us. Cleveland and Indianapolis. Cleveland. Cleveland Browns minus Sorry. three. Cleveland. Cleveland. Indeed. Another full sweep. This is a this is a week where you got a few games that don't really require a whole lot of. Hey, let's talk about the best defense in the NFL since nineteen seventy one against Gardner Minshew. Yep. End of analysis for Pete the Line. Uh, also, you do have Deshaun Watson possibly coming back. Uh, he was practicing today, so that makes it even worse for the Indianapolis Colts. I don't uh, care if they're playing Deshaun Kaiser again. Cleveland <laughs> uh, <laughs> Browns. Good for you. Yeah. What expected a Deshaun Kaiser <laughs> reference today? I got a uh, weird brain, Tank. I got a weird brain. Well, I forget what I had for breakfast, but you give me a mediocre <laughs> second round prospect. I'll remember him until the day I die. Christian Hackenberg. Washington <laughs> Commanders minus two and a half against the New York football giants, Chief. Do we get another week of Taylor? I think I, so. I think so. Let me let me see. I, I I'm not gonna lie, I, I it didn't phase me a drop. <laughs> Don't care which one. Nope. No, I'm taking the Commanders. As yeah, am I. Yeah. The biggest drawback of Washington is that they allow everybody to get after the quarterback. Well, so do the Giants, and they actually have guys that can do that. Mm-hmm. So, it, Commanders. Another one. We just did three games in a row that combined, I thought about, for 11 seconds. Uh, if if Daniel Jones does play, he is listed as questionable for this game. But if he does play, he's still not going to have an offensive line. So, Correct. I do not care. Uh, if he's going to play or not. But it looks at the moment that maybe he could play. But this is Washington, and it's not close. Agreed. All right, final 1 o'clock game. The Detroit Lions and the Baltimore Ravens. Now, this is a game that did require some thought. Absolutely. It's in Baltimore. Baltimore is a three-point favorite. And I'll give you my knee-jerk reaction to this is Detroit. Uh, Detroit plus the three because I don't really buy into the whole Baltimore thing right now. I mean, I believe that that is a talented team, and yes, you can. You've won some games this year that have been tough ball games, but there's just something about the Detroit Lions that they are rolling at the moment, and. I think that they are going to be able to win a very close one, very gutsy game. I think we'll come away from this game looking at both of these teams going, these two teams are legit contenders. Like, we know that Detroit is one in the NFC. I think this is also a game that, regardless of whether they win or lose, they'll do enough to prove to you that Baltimore is in the AFC as well. 
I mm-hmm. personally love that you just did that because mm-hmm. I am taking the Baltimore Ravens. I don't love Jared Goff outside. I never have. Mm-hmm. I I was torn on this game all week. And then I finally looked at myself in the mirror and I said, self, mm-hmm. now self, when AFC teams play NFC teams, what happens? NFC teams get beat. I hate having to give a field goal. Mm-hmm. I would, if I'm betting this game, I'm buying that half a point to get it to two and a half because I think Baltimore wins on a late Justin Tucker field goal. Give me the Baltimore Ravens. I'm on the Ravens as well. Okay. I just think I think the Lions run out of steam a little bit this week. Okay. I, and look, I still love the Lions. Love the Lions. I do. Mm-hmm. Love them. I, I think they're one of the best teams in the league. This game, to me, means more to Baltimore because That's... you cannot afford to lose games like that. You can't lose games at home in the AFC mm-hmm. in the most competitive division in the NFL. Concerned about the travel, though. That's kind of where I'm at. I don't love Jared Goff on the road. I've hammered this for years. It has made me a lot of money. I know he's playing in a different in a different way, and Ben Johnson is a different coordinator. I think I, I just think Mike McDonald is too. Now you got to understand how killed this defense is. They're the same best defense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for Cleveland having a historic start to the year, they'd be one. I just think they conjure up something. I really do. I like Baltimore this week. I just keep going back to, is that because they're that good or is it because of who they've played? Is it because of the matchup that they've had? Right? You can play that game with virtually anybody. And Yeah, I get it. I get it. But this is going to be the toughest test they've faced so far this season. And I wonder, I wonder if it's stuck in anybody's brain how the last one went when Detroit came to Baltimore. I... I Cause that sixty-six yard doinker. Well, that was that was in Detroit, not Baltimore. I thought it was in Detroit. No, it was in Detroit. It was okay. in the no, It was in Detroit. You say the last time they came to Baltimore. Oh, I thought they were. Never mind. Yeah, I thought it was, it was in, in Detroit. Baltimore, no, it was in the dome. Okay. Well, still, <laughs> this is the last time you guys got together. <laughs> you missed the sixty-six yarder barely. One year lost ago, you the game. One year ago. Mm-hmm. I and trust me, I almost said that when when I gave out Baltimore, it was on the tip of my tongue, and I went, ah, it's not the better of the two points. All right, uh, that's the final one in the one o'clock slate. Uh, Jeremy and the Chief on Baltimore minus the three. I'll take Detroit plus the three on the road at the Ravens. We'll get into the four o'clock slate next here on ESPN Asheville. Play and beat the Chief with Asheville Police Chief David Zach. Brought to you by Clarissa Hyatt, Zach of EXP Realty. Go to ClarissaSalesWNC.com. The season we've all been waiting for is here. No, not that one. The season of the Big Orange Tent is underway in Western North Carolina. The area's largest selection of Halloween costumes, decorations, and accessories is at the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. Halloween Express is your one-stop shop for adult and child costumes, superheroes, horror icons, inflatable suits. You can find it all under the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. 10 to 8 Monday through Saturday, 12 to 6 on Sundays. At Ingalls, we're proud to work with hundreds of local farms and businesses in the communities we call home. Quality, freshness, community, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings.
We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White haze, peach perfect, scary berries, and my personal favorite, mean green. And number three at 6% ABV, max protect. Always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Back at the Sportsocracy on ESPN, Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Play and beat the Chief here in the Sportsocracy with Asheville Police Chief David Zach, as we do every Friday. And it's brought to you by Clarissa Hyatt Zach of EXP Realty. Go to ClarissaSellsWNC.com. And uh, Chief's already said the best way to start your Sunday morning, 11 AM, on News Radio 570 WWNC. Clarissa explains real estate. Uh, every Sunday morning at 11 on WWNC. It's the only way that the Zacks start their day on Sundays. So you should do the same. You Sound advice. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> let's get back into picking the games here. Each and every game in the NFL against the spread. We've got the L.A. Rams and the Pittsburgh Stoolers. This one was hard for me. It's still hard for me. It's it's not for me. Oh, I, I trust me. I know I, which way I'm going. It's just I don't feel awesome about it. I mean, I kicked it around in my head a little bit and went, and do I feel like Pittsburgh can really score with the Los Angeles Rams? And that's where I stopped. <laughs> and I went, no, I don't think they can. I don't know if they can. Oh, so you're taking the Rams? I believe I am. Oh, God, that makes this way easier. Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Why? Uh, that defense against Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. Yes, Cooper Cup will get his. Puka Nakua will get his. Mm-hmm. I I feel like the Rams are still a little bit of fool's gold. Because I look at who you've played, and I have a, I have a narrative for every bit of it. Mm-hmm. I will also say this is going to be a road game for the Rams. You mark my words. This place will be every bit as loud as it was for the Chargers on Monday night. Mm-hmm. This is a Pittsburgh home game. They win. All right, Chief. Tank, I'm with you on the Rams. Thank you. I think they're one of the surprises of the league this year. No doubt. And I agree with and that. I do. I agree with that. They're far better than we thought they were. Pittsburgh, we, we I think we thought was going to be far more competitive than they are, and mm-hmm. that just that offense has got awful. Yeah, the offense is terrible for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you know I give the defense its flowers. It's going to be a challenge, absolutely, but I don't understand the just the blanket statement of because it's Matt Stafford against this defense. Matt Stafford has been mm-hmm. great this year. Uh, the offensive line is not as good as it is being made out to be, and I will give you two lines – just for you to marinate on as we move on to the next game. Mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin coming off a bye. AFC teams against NFC teams. 
all year long. If it's close, the NFC team gets smoked. Mm -hmm. I thought this line would be higher. I thought this would be around five. I did too, to be really honest with you. I did too. I thought the I thought I would get over the field goal, and as soon as I saw it, I went, "Yeah, this is I, I'm I'm going to Pittsburgh." Yeah, I, I thought about it longer than I wanted to, but then I did that mirror self. Listen, self. Four or five, I would have gone the other way. I, I would have. That. I would have as well. It's the fact that it's three. I feel pretty safe with the three because I think if Pittsburgh loses, they lose field goal at the at the horn. No doubt. No doubt. Great great chance for a push in that game. For all of us. And I don't uh, love pushes. <laughs> uh, the Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals. Seattle's at home, and they are an eight-point favorite. Chief, you want to break the ice on this one for us? Didn't like the number, but what, no James Conner? Nope, he's on our. I think that's all I needed to know mm-hmm. on that one, is that uh, Arizona's going to have a hard time scoring. Seattle, though, you know, how much? what's going on with Geno? He's exactly who we thought he was, right? He he does seem to be regressing in in, in certain ways back to not Jet Geno, but he's also not what he was last year. He's fine. I, I will say the same thing about Geno Smith that I said about Baker Mayfield. He's fine. Yeah, I think that's he's he is nothing. On to his write best home day, about. he's on his best day. He's fine. Yeah. No, I'd say on his best days, he can still be that top three, four, five quarterback in the NFC like he was last year. I was going to say, like he was. On his uh, uh, on the average day, which is what I've seen a lot of, and I don't care about the PFF grade or any of, that thing, or any of those things. He's one of those. Just watch it and you tell me that you're seeing the same quarterback because mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in Arizona, not even kind of a little bit. I don't even, I, you know, and they've sure they've shown up in some games and played better than we expected them to mm-hmm. obviously with the win against the cowboys everybody kind of took notice of oh god these guys aren't just laying down in every game but but i feel like they kind of are at the end right they'll play they'll play with you for a while and then at the end they'll be like oh wait i forgot we don't want to win this game and i think seattle will run away with this one in the end it'll be close for a while it could even be, uh, I wouldn't even be shocked to see an Arizona lead at the half. And then you just get smoked in the end by two scores. I, th- this is another one that I feel like I can almost call my shot of how this game goes. The over-under on this game is 44 and a half. There is a lot of, of money on the over, and I don't really get it. I don't think either one of these teams are going to score easily. Mm-hmm. Late backdoor cover for the Cardinals. I'll go 17-13. Uh, Cardinals kick field goal late. Maybe even kick two field goals late. Try to do the onside kick thing. Seattle recovers it. It's way closer than it's supposed to be. But eight's a lot. Give me the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. I'm on Seattle minus the eight. Chief, you're on Seattle minus the eight. Yep. All right. Jeremy going out on his own. On that one, uh, the Green Bay Packers and the Denver Broncos. This line is dumb, 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 da dumb, dumb, da dumb, dumb, da dumb, dumb. I I find it really funny that Pittsburgh is not getting the credit for coming off a bye, and I feel like Denver is. Of oh, Sean Payton's going to work his magic. I didn't think about this for a tenth of a second. Nope. Green Bay Packers by a billion. Yep, I'm with you guys. Yep. That's not a good team, and I don't know why Vegas keeps falling for this. I really don't. 
they have to be getting absolutely bled like a catfish mm-hmm. by the Denver Broncos, and they keep doing it. Denver's 0-5-1 against the spread this mm-hmm. year. And yet, you can, they have thrown the dumbest number in every week they played in this year. I've never seen anything like it. No. Yep. We're all on the Green Bay Packers, minus the one. And when I said buy, I mean the mini buy because they played on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So you get the little half week. It's not a full buy, but right. they seem to be getting credit for the long week. Mm-hmm. That's how I should have phrased that. Mm-hmm. Or are they getting credit for holding the Cle- the Kansas City Chiefs to 17 points? I have no idea. I don't know. I have no idea. But they, I would I would love to know from an actual legit bookmaker, how much money have you lost on the Denver Broncos? Because it's got to be absolutely mind-boggling yep uh that's a 425 start in denver we also have a 425 start in kansas city as the chiefs take on the los angeles chargers it is the chiefs minus five and a half against los angeles and i've already said where i uh, fall in yeah you're you're going chiefs minus five and a half didn't think twice about it didn't think twice i don't think this is a well-coached team I think Andy Reid is going to toy with them mm-hmm. because this is I your narrative guy, I'm not. I'm X's and O's guy. Yep. But there still comes the point of you've got Kansas City with the same thing Denver got. The the Chargers are on a short week coming off Monday night football. That's worth three points in and of itself to mm-hmm. me. Kansas City's at home. That's worth three points in and of itself to me. The Chiefs are four points better than the Chargers on their best day. This number should have been nine and a half. You missed this by four solid points. And the reason they're doing it is it's a rivalry. This is the way it always goes. They always play close. I yep. get it. I, I, I 100% get it. It's going to cost you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. A lot. Mm-hmm. Chief, where are you at? I'm on the Chiefs as well. The thing is, you know, but the Chiefs offense, they're kind of like Buffalo. Mm-hmm. You know, where you just, who shows up on what day? But I think they show up this week. Yeah. Uh, and I keep looking at this, the same thing I said in the last hour, of Andy Reid's hearing this. Andy Reid's hearing this. Pat Mahomes is hearing this. This is a, I'm not going to say a statement game, but if you look up and down the schedule, you're going to get a lot of eyeballs because you're contending with two uh, two interconference games and one divisional game that nobody expects one of the other teams to win. So where are all the eyeballs going to go at 4 o'clock? No doubt. This is almost like a primetime game mm-hmm. because you have the window to yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you want to come out and shut up a lot of people, this is a great time to do it. Yep. Uh, 30-27, 27-24, 34-26, uh, or excuse me, 34-28, 30-24. You see the pattern here. That's mm-hmm. That's how these games go down. Now, Jeremy, you said earlier you don't trust the Los Angeles Chargers offense. I no, I, I've, at this point, if you can't see a difference, if you, you're giving me, because the scores you just gave me would have to have gone back three years. Yes. If you're not seeing the difference in where this team is at right now in the last handful of years, nothing that I'm going to say right here is going to sway you in any way. I just watched them play the Dallas Cowboys, who had one player that I legit felt like was an advantage defensively. Mm-hmm. They couldn't score. The, the Kellen Moore thing's not working. I thought he was going to have a big effect on Justin Herbert. He was going to come in here and throw for some stupid amount of yards. And, and maybe it's the hand. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But that offense looks clunky. 
And with no Mike Williams, I'm not scared of any of these guys taking the top off. Quentin Johnston can't catch. There's never really been a rapport between Herbert and Palmer. I could have taken any of these things in a vacuum, and that would have been enough for me to lay this number. You put all of them together, yep. it's one of my biggest bets of the weekend. Yep. Uh, I just give you all of those scores to show you that, yeah, I mean, historically, or at least the last two years, and you got you got to go back like five years to get even two games between these two that weren't that that were over one score games. I I I I'm with you on the Chargers. I believe less in the Chargers this year than I did last year. I believe the Chiefs are going to cover this number. I'm on the Chiefs minus the five and a half, but I still think this is going to be a close game. Oh, wait, so you're taking Kansas City? Yes. That was a slow roll. To... <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me analyze all the reasons I'm going to take the Chargers. Kansas City Chiefs, nope. what the? Nope, you tried to jump. You, you, you're trying to jump narratives on me there. All I said was I think this is going to be a close game. It'll be within seven. It'll be within seven. I will say it's Kansas City 34-20. Full two scores. All right. All right. Um, Sunday night football this week. Miami and the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Unequivocally the most interesting game of the weekend. College, pro, high school, peewee, uh, intramural. This is the most interesting game in all of football this weekend. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how Philadelphia is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. This feels like one of those times that Vegas is going, do it, do it. I want you to do it. <sighs> and I'm going to fall for it. Yep. I am. I'm going to fall for it. I'm taking the Miami Dolphins. Mm -hmm. I'm right. going to fall for this hook, line, and sinker. As am I. Because I can't look at these teams and, and look at Philadelphia and the way that they have played, and they have not looked like the team that they did last year. Right. There's the defense something. doesn't look right. The offense doesn't look right. Right. There's something off about that secondary. There's something way off about that offense. The the new Ooh, scheme that, that they've Brian got Johnson. is just yeah. The new scheme that they've got with Brian Johnson just is not working. And and look, there I are some guys in this league out against the Dolphins. There are some guys in this league. That's what they do. I credit Brian Johnson with a lot of a lot of the growth that has happened with with Jalen Hurts. And and this is a. a Glad you said that that way because it gives me the opportunity to say something I've wanted to say for a long time. We've, uh, Chief, we've, you ever gone viral? Have I yeah. personally? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, I don't my, recommend My it. agency has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I meant you personally. I meant something that your phone directly rang a thousand times an hour. Oh, well, yeah. But again, it wasn't me personally. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we had, did this. Yeah, we had we had some stuff going on in 2020. Oh yeah, I remember I remember <laughs> that. I, uh, I I was also asking, uh, do you have a social media person? And if so, <laughs> could I possibly get their number? Because might have some contract work for that person. Um, I've been hammered for say, saying that Jalen Hurts di didn't benefit from Lincoln Riley. If you don't get watching the film on him that he came into the league as a broken toy. And that's exactly what he was. He had an elongated throwing motion. There was, I saw no high level quarterback in Jalen Hurts coming away from Lincoln Riley, who fixed it was Shane Steichen and was Brian Johnson. Now Brian Johnson's calling the plays. And it almost feels to me like you had an elite play caller, you had an elite quarterback coach. Now you have a mediocre coordinator 
And I don't see anything happening from the quarterback's coach. It's like you bumped everybody up a seat and nobody was ready to sit in that chair. And Jalen Hurts is regressing every week. I said this from the start of the season. And last week, he lost you a game with a throw that no quarterback can make. I don't care who it is. I railed on Pat Mahomes for throwing that ball. Mm-hmm. And I think Mike McDaniels is going to screw your defense. I don't like any of it. I think this is where Philadelphia gets unveiled. Miami Dolphins. All right, Chief, what do you think? I'm going against both you guys on this one. I'm going, I'm going out on the Eagles here. After that loss last week, right, I, I think Hurts gave you that Josh Allen game yep. uh, against the Jets. Yep. And we saw how he bounced back. I think Hurts does bounce back. This is also for Miami. You saw how they played against the Buffalo defense. So I think this is probably one of the better defenses they're going to play. Buffalo was able to figure it out. I think Philadelphia does too. I think it's about a 23-20 game. It's a little bit of a narrative for me too because Miami's heard that, well, you've only played one good team and look what happened. Yeah. Hey, I'll watch this. They're good. Yep. Yeah, I was very tempted to be on the on the, on the Philadelphia side with you, Chief. But in the end, I just don't think they can outscore Miami. I don't either. I think that's what this is going to come down to. I don't either. It comes down to Brian Johnson Brian Johnson against Mike McDaniel in a game that I think is going to be a track meet because I don't like the defenses to stop either one of them. Mm -hmm. And there is a drastic advantage in play color. All right, finally, Monday night football this week. The San Francisco 49ers with apparently everybody playing. The last I saw, they were expecting Christian McCaffrey to play. They were expecting... Debo Samuel they're expecting Trent Williams to suit up against the Minnesota Vikings and okay it it makes it easier for me to go San Francisco minus the seven okay that sounded like a period at the end of the sentence yes which means I can talk now San Francisco by 497 (laughs) primetime Kirk Cousins against the 49ers coming off a loss uh if you're squeamish you should probably take your wife to dinner during this game because this is going to be like one of those torture scenes in a movie where you go, oh, God, could, could you stop, please? Because I'm getting uncomfortable. I genuinely think this could be 42-6. to six. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And Kirk Cousins has one of those games where you go, oh, yeah, Kirk in front of him. He's bad. Good he Lord, struggles bad. with Justin Jefferson and without him. What do you think? That offense is not, not good. No. Hey, but they got Alexander Madison and Cam Akers. Does that that make you feel good? <laughs> you mean Wee! you mean they don't have Kenny Nwongwu? Uh, they still do. He's special team. Oh, wow. uh, they got Jordan Addison and KJ Osborne and Brandon Powell. Let's go. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Killed. Yeah. LMNO yeah. demolished. Yeah, we're all on San Francisco. All right. So we shall see how it all turns out. Beat the Chief. Brought to you by Clarissa Hyatt, Zach of EXP Realty. Again, check around at Clarissa Sells, WNC.com for the season. I got the one-game lead on Jeremy. Jeremy's got a one-game lead in second place on Chief Zach. We're all right here together. You know what that means it's time for. Uh, Yep, I smell them. Bangers. Coming up next here on ESPN Asheville. Chief, we always appreciate it. Fun to be here, guys.
The Asheville Championship returns to Harris Cherokee Center in Asheville November 10th and 12th. This year's field is the best yet. The Clemson Tigers, Maryland Terrapins, Davidson Wildcats, and the Blazers of UAB. Four exciting matchups with a champion to be crowned at one of the premier early season tournaments in college basketball. For more information and to get your tickets, go to AshevilleChampionship.com. That's AshevilleChampionship.com. It all starts in Asheville November 10th and 12th. Proudly sponsored by Ingalls Markets. The season we've all been waiting for is here. No, not that one. The season of the Big Orange Tent is underway in Western North Carolina. The area's largest selection of Halloween costumes, decorations, and accessories is at the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. Halloween Express is your one-stop shop for adult and child costumes, superheroes, horror icons, inflatable suits. You can find it all under the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. 10 to 8 Monday through Saturday, 12 to 6 on Sundays. Coffee's for closers only. Get them the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. For there to be a favorite in this segment, you know it's got to be one I like a lot. Number 13, Ole Miss is a six and a half point favorite at Auburn. How in the world do you think Auburn is going to score with them? I get that Ole Miss's defense is terrible. Auburn's offense is terribler. This is the dumbest number I have seen in a long time. Give me hottie toddy minus six and a half. But that's not what you're here for. Underdog, 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 underdog. Speed of lightning, roar of thunder. BYU's a three-point dog against Texas Tech. Hey, am I the only one that knows Texas Tech's quarterback got hurt? Because this is now three weeks in a row I've picked against you, and I've made, I don't know, the salary of a middle school teacher for over the last two weeks. I'm just going to keep doubling down on this. Give me the Cougs plus three. Rocky Top, baby. Play it. Do it. Tennessee's a nine-point dog at Alabama. I'm not saying Alabama loses at home. They could. I'm not saying that. I'm saying they can't score. Joe Milton can score. That Alabama defense is not as good as people think. They were unveiled last week against Arkansas. Get a Rocky Top plus the nine. Utah's a seven-point dog at USC. And every time I say that out loud, it never stops being funny. I just watched Notre Dame beat you to death. Utah's defense is every good, bit as good, if not better. They'll do the same thing to Caleb Williams, and I'll take all you trolls and answer you one by one because he picks apart bad defenses and loses to good ones. And finally, the game of the week. The Penn State Nittany Lions. They're going to unveil Ohio State. Kyle McCord's not a good quarterback, and you're getting ready to see it. This is the coming out party for Drew Ayler. Give me the Nittany Lions plus the four and a half. I'll take them in the money line. They went out right. Take those wagers to betus.com. Use our promo code SPORTSOCRACY to get 125% deposit match and up to 30 risk-free bets so you can wager football with us all season long. <laughs> 